All right, Justin. So first thing that caught my ear, heavy water. Explain that. I've never heard of yeah. heavy water. Okay. Um, I kind of forgot uh, exactly what it is because I watched it in a YouTube video a long time ago. But uh, it's basically like a little bit more dense than regular water. And it's actually unsafe to drink in high amounts. It's still H2O, I think. But it's like a special hydrogen. It's like different from regular. And it makes it a little bit heavier. Hmm. And uh, yeah, if, if you drink it a lot, it, it can actually affect your body. But drinking it in small amounts is okay. I've heard that it that it tastes a little bit different than regular water as well. Hmm. I've never heard of that, so I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to write that down because I'm not going to forget. If anything, that would be the first thing we talked about. Like, I live with this. I've like, never heard of this. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's one thing to hear about multiple infinities from Neo deGrasse Tyson. It's another thing to hear about heavy water now. <laughs> See, like, I live with this guy. So it's <laughs> like, like I learn one thing like that, like one, one, one time a day. Like something like that comes up. That's good, oh, dude. Take advantage. <laughs> Take advantage of that. Especially now in this last, what time, what, what, do you know when you move? Uh, yeah, well, moving day is August 21st, so okay. probably be gone, like, uh, that's a Monday, so we'll probably leave, like, Saturday. That weekend? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Well, welcome to what it, what this podcast is right now. Glad <laughs> to be here. <laughs> the office, in it, this office <laughs> that I turned in, actually, this wasn't here maybe just under a month ago. Wow. Uh, me and my dad just transformed on a Sunday, because it was really where you're at, that was the area. And then I was like, man, I need, I want two monitors. I want to be able to put my camera up. Um, and then I need space for writing and I need space for all this digital crap, yeah. which helps. But like, I'd rather have my book space. So for everybody listening, uh, Walker's talking about his desk. He like basically doubled the size of his work area here, yes. maximizing space. I've, yeah. Uh, so I have a digital space and then I have a, a writing space where I can, where I make myself not have my phone or anything. I'm literally just write, whether it's journaling, whether it's reading and writing questions or whatever but we, today we have justin signs which is eddie's brother which is awesome it dude you know how many times your name comes up in the freaking podcast because I, I don't <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest i don't listen to this podcast it's all, it's all good it's just funny because like the first thing that got me thinking was in, in a few of the beginning episodes we would talk about a lot about like interstellar aliens and kind of like that yeah, just general that's kind of my alley yeah. general conversation yeah. right and and one time eddie's like man we need to get my brother in on this conversation i'm like we'll get there and that was like four months ago <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's like a long time ago and then recently finally even brian was like dude we've been saying that forever and brian's not here so he's missing out on this first conversation but uh before we get into the aliens and <laughs> and that stuff i'd like to get some background i know you're 18 yes you graduated salutatorian from robert bella high school yes uh which is awesome Thank you. And awesome. So I'm just gonna ask you some questions, and we're we're just gonna go down that line, and then we'll see where that where that takes us. Okay. And Eddie, if you chime in at any point too, hopefully I'm hoping that with this little insight, you might learn even something deeper about your brother. You had maybe you oh, hadn't man. thought about you hadn't thought about. So we'll see what happens. Earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> so first question I have was, well, how would you describe your high school experience as a whole? Um. Stressful, <laughs> uh, to put it in one word. Uh, being salutatorian is not easy. It's uh, definitely a, was a challenge to keep it, but I tried to have fun here and there. I mean, but... Uh, Would you say it was stressful the whole four years, like, just to try to keep... Like, you know, did you know your ranking right away? Uh, well, or, like, or, like how, when did that start taking Okay, place? well, freshman year, I was still... Okay, well, background, I've always been a straight-A student, okay. and uh, I've, I've always had the incentive of, like, my mother, because I used to love Legos back when I was a kid, so she'd incentivize me if I got good grades, I'd get Legos. 
So I and then it just kind of became like I want to get good grades for myself. So uh, going into freshman year, um, first semester is when they took the rankings, and I found out that I was ranked third. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I don't really care about rankings at this point because I'm a freshman. So I was right. like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm ranked third. And um, and so, like, I just kept doing good. Like, it didn't really matter to me to get, like, perfect hundreds. But as long as I was getting A's, I was fine. And so I was like, freshman year was easily the most relaxed year for me. And then sophomore year was a little bit more intense because that's the first year I took AP classes and mm -hmm. dual enrollment classes. Excuse me. And um, And so that was, like, a little bit of a challenge. But kind of got over it and I was still third and then um, junior year was like the most stressful point in my life up to that point uh, junior year was like I had to take my ACT PSAT SAT all that stuff took all that all that stuff junior year and and that was like the most stressful and then senior year <laughs> just when I thought it couldn't get more stressful it got more stressful okay so fall semester senior year oh by the way uh, I ended junior year third okay well. so you okay yeah okay. so I was third junior and then going into senior year I was still third and then um well new rankings came out uh senior year for the very beginning of the year which I hadn't checked and it turned out that I was that I had moved up to second so I was like oh crap like that's, that's pretty good oh man kind of want to keep this uh, I'll say a little shot of dopamine <laughs> <laughs> good but uh yeah like that was pretty good and and then I already had taken all my tests I had gotten good scores so I was like okay I'm set I just need to like write my college essays like get all that stuff done so I applied for college thought about applying to Ivy Leagues <laughs> Okay. And then I didn't because they were too many essays and I got lazy. <laughs> uh, that oh man, that that there's like so much insight. Okay, keep going, keep going. So but like one of the few times in my life where I've like genuinely been too lazy to actually get something done. Um, that's what kept me from going to other universities. Literally essays too. Like it's like, I yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so applied to A and M, UT, and UTRGV, and then ended up really liking A and M. Uh, I had gone the summer before senior year, and and I had really liked it. And uh, and so I had that in mind, and, and I was trying to keep my second rank. And after fall semester, it kind of got a little bit easier for a while because college applications had passed. I was just applying for a scholarship here and there. And then um, got a little bit more stressful towards the end. Um, especially, well, surprisingly, towards the very end when they like final, finalized all the stuff, it was like the last six weeks of school, and they've they brought like the top five in and and told us all what our rankings were our finalized rankings and and they told me i was salutatorian and i was like <sighs> breath of relief <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. uh because it was very competitive like we were you got us we you were guys like, knew we were you the really top five close. knew yeah, right, yeah we we all knew each other and, and we were all friends throughout high school we ended on good turns right like, right but you also knew like you guys were that close yeah, to each other you yeah, guys yeah, just had that yeah, ounce we of like we were really close. Yeah, splitting As, Especially me and number one. Me and number one on senior year were basically like like neck and neck for, for one. Yeah. I was right there. And like <laughs> if I had taken one more AP class, I think I could have done it. But I just didn't want to do it to myself because yeah. it was too much stress. Yeah. And uh, I was like, eh, I don't care that much. You know, I'm, I'm fine with two. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so where was I? Oh, yeah, the end. The, when they finalized it. Um, and and it surprisingly got stressful. I wasn't expecting it to get stressful, but um, uh, because they had a bunch of events for us, especially for number number one and two, okay. they had like well they had the top ten banquet or top ten percent banquet, top 
five banquet. Um, there was a special thing with salute or valedictorian salutatorian with RGV Foundation or something like that. And uh, and well, that that one was pretty cool. That that was the coolest banquet because you got to meet like all the other valedictorian salutatorians oh, okay. from across the oh, valley. That's neat. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah from like across the valley, not just yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, not Very just Edinburgh. Yeah, that one was good. cool. Um, and so. So those were fun, but the thing was, they were all, like, in one to two weeks, like, all just crammed. And there was, like, seven to eight things, like, yeah, yeah. all in that. And and so, like, I was pressed clothes-wise because I didn't have enough. <laughs> you have enough suits and ties. Like, yeah, we had to go buy more so that I could have enough. And, and uh, like, my mom was, like, stressing <laughs> with that. And, uh, and, of course, I was too. But, uh, yeah, just, like all that was was like a, a, a lot of stress and more stress because uh it was not of my own vo- like volition i guess mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with homework it's easy cuz i'd rather have had a lot of homework those weeks than go to those events those weeks because those events were certain times so i had to go for those certain yeah, times yeah you're scheduled everything else around yeah, those exactly events. so like i had to schedule my life around those events whereas with homework i can schedule that where yeah, I need you, it. You, yeah, you do it where exactly. you Exactly. Which is usually the night it's assigned. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. where, where me and him differ yeah. drastically. That's interesting. It can, it can be like a month from the deadline, and I'd, I'd do it like the night. Like, I'd try to get it all done the night of. See, and I'm, and I'm the procrastinator. I, I wait till the last minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a very strange change of pace for me. But uh, it was fun, though. Like, I had fun celebrating. I... I was very happy that I got to give a speech. I think that I gave a good speech. Good, I mean, good. Um, yeah, I was very happy to give that. Um, and, yeah, like, after graduation, I was just, like, finally took it in. Like, yeah, that's I graduated salutatorian. Like, it yeah. feels really good. And, uh, actually, today we finally, like, hung up all my plaques that I got yeah. <laughs> from all that because they were handing out, like, a bunch of them. Um, I I think I have like three plaques just for being salutatorian, <laughs> which is so like ridiculous. But right. uh, it's almost redundant. At yeah, some, at some exactly. Point. Especially like like it's like okay, we we've had this. Yeah, thing. We've, exactly. had, we've had the event itself, <laughs> yeah. and then to get some more you know recognition yeah, trophies yeah. for 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 sake of. And <laughs> and so we finally like hung those up on my wall and stuff. So that's all finally over, and it's good. I I like. Being able to say that I was salutatorian. That's good. That's definitely, that's a, I would have to say that's a good thing that you should cherish the accomplishments and then, you know, come come August 21st when you leave, you're able to just move forward and keep going, which I think is interesting. Um, I know that transition, I think everybody deals with it differently. And in your case, for me, the way I think about those, those meetings you have, that's what I, that's what I would categorize them as now. It's like a business thing. Like you just have something, 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 and you have you have to make sure you're there from six to eight or yeah. whatever the times are. And it's it's so uh, uh, you have to change your normal. You mm-hmm. have to change your yeah. norm to be able to adapt and yeah. get out of. Essentially, that's still getting out of and your comfort zone. Yeah, and and well, that, yeah, that was very much out of my comfort zone because I'm very used to routine, especially with school, because like it keeps you on a routine, and I'm just so used to coming home, getting my homework done, like using whatever free time I have to play video games (laughs) and then going to bed. Like that's my routine. That's what you got. uh, And then having that change up on me was very interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, What was your favorite subject 
what is your favorite subject? Science. Yeah. Yeah. If you have anything like specific, is there like specific things uh, that you like could keen on that you like? Man, I I could read about like, this forever. Like a specific in science, like yeah, in science, yeah, within uh, science, astronomy, or okay. like um, anything having to do with space, really. Like, uh, well, in elementary, I I grew up like watching Science Channel, Discovery Channel. Okay. Like I would watch those over Cartoon Network or Disney Channel. Like I'd still watch it occasionally, you know. Right. But I was a normal you kid. But yeah, right. You had that. You and that's that's <laughs> the funny thing is like you had that normal side, but then in that case, science was like kind of your angle. Yeah. You started finding that thing yeah, that that yeah. got your attention more than yeah. like cartoons. And and for me, it was like the shows like uh, how the universe works or like stuff like that. You know, where they kind of like talk about space or like cool like discoveries that that they're making in in the field yeah. of astronomy like that right. always interests me you know like anytime they find a planet that could be inhabitable or like could potentially have life or whenever they announce that mars has water that free like <laughs> i was so Super excited, excited. <laughs> yeah whenever they announced that i was like whoa this is crazy like that's awesome and so uh yeah like i just get really excited over that and i just really love that so. yeah and that kind of influenced like Eventually, what I ended up choosing as my major, uh, well, I want to do mechanical engineering because I want to eventually work at a space agency like NASA or SpaceX okay. or something like that. Right. Um, and, and like, for a long time, even in, even in high school, like, uh, throughout, well, really until senior year, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't really realize how much I loved astronomy or, like, how much I loved space. You yeah, know? right, right. Like, it was always a hobby, you know, like learning about that stuff. Right, because you always, well, and, and honestly, that, that's kind of like the thing about the school system. That's why, like, I still want to keep interviewing, like, students because they're in a school system that they're kind of on, your, you're on your routine. Yeah. And yet, like, in our case, it's music, a different, no, not classical music. And then for you, it's like science, but like, like that, like depth of yeah. astronomy. You don't take astronomy in high school, yeah. you know, unless you, unless you start, you know, high school classes and I don't, yeah. or college classes. But anyways, uh, but it's just, it's just interesting how, you know, you kind of have to, divert your mindset like intentionally because yeah. you're not allowed to or you don't have the time to yeah. stay salutatorian and then go still study yeah, science yeah. As, as deep as you want and to. and i mean uh so like yeah it, it was very i was struggling like high school to try to find like what do i want to study in college i was like really struggling with that and um and especially with them trying to like shove it down your neck like all the time you know from the start of your freshman year like okay start thinking about what college you want to go to what do you want to study and so, and then finally senior year, I was like, you know what? Like, I've always had that love for space. Like, it's been there since I was in elementary. Like, right. I should just pursue that. Like, I really love that. So, so sure enough. That's yeah. good. Because if you didn't, I'd probably question your <laughs> your, yeah. your initial ma major and like, like, well, you should go for what you want to do. Because yeah. like for me, it, it, mine even, mine was a little bit different because it changed. And like, it started off with music. But the, since I went to a Corpus, we only had classical training, mm -hmm. basically. And... So I went from there. I'm like, man, I, it's not what I want to do. And great professors and everything, like, they were great support, too. But it, it was just – I found out that it wasn't that I wanted. And in your case, it's good that, you know, from what I hear and the energy that I see in this room, that you found that one yeah. that you can jump in yeah. right away. And, you know, I changed my degree five times. So, <laughs> you know, I changed my degree plan yeah. five times. So I was like, yeah, but, it's uh, good to hear. Well, no, like, one of the things that – well, one of the quotes that I wanted to include – on on my speech but i didn't is that um it's better or well it's from a guy named alan watts he's a like speaker and, and college professor or whatever and uh, he said like it's better to live a short life uh full of what you like doing rather than a long life spent in a miserable way yeah yeah and so like 
and and I always think about that quote. Like that's one of my favorite quotes. And and I'm I'm a quotes guy. Like I I love <laughs> like quotes like that. Those you know? quoting and I I can't. I mean, they're part of like cliches. Yeah. And like the, like I kind of that's awesome, man. What it, that excites me about is that you're already getting that feedback into your head. You yeah. know, I didn't start getting that till like through college, and then like starting to realize like man, like okay, I. I need I want I need to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah. And that's good that you're already getting like those seeds planted because it, for me it was like, you know, delay. That's yeah. that's one thing that I saw that I see in you that that's one of the good things that came out of the internet is and like you can start hearing these yeah. quotes and start getting these And things. and then well he also goes on later in that speech to assure the listener that like no matter what it is that you like doing like if you can be interested in something others will be interested in it too. So you'll find a way to make money based yeah. off of it. You know, like yeah. you might as well just do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's going to be other people. So It's the Tim Ferriss thing, dude, scratching your own itch, you know, it's at the bottom, at the end of the day, scratch your own itch. If you have a, a grand total of a market of one yourself, you will then achieve what you actually want versus yeah. slaving away at some nine to five or some other job exactly. that you don't want to do. Yeah. That's, so al- cool. that's, that's like, awesome. that's good to hear from the, somebody that, else. That's like one of my, fears i guess that, that was my fear in high school like i don't want to end up having a career where i don't like it you know yeah. like i don't want to work for a degree for four years and then end up like not liking the job i get into you know whenever i were like i kind of like look at what nasa's doing or like what what the people what the engineers at nasa are doing I'm like oh my gosh that's so cool like Start how up. like i'm sure like they're they're like love what they're doing like every day like that's so awesome you know right 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 it's, like i see them uh they're starting to incorporate VR in their training programs for um, the astronauts, you okay. know, like whenever they train and, and they're starting to like develop, you know, like the Mars rovers or wh- what they're going to send to Mars. And, and I really want to be a part of that. Like that's kind of a goal I set for myself is like, I want to get something of my creation on Mars. Like that would be awesome. That's, that's, that, that's aw- <laughs> oh yeah. man, dude. that excites the hell out of me just hearing that. Cause it's like, it's good. Like all we've been talking about lately is like goal setting, result setting, like result, uh, getting, reaching outcomes, making outcomes that are tangible and for you it's it's only a matter of time and yeah. it's, it's, it's very tangible to yeah. do what you want to do and that's that's good to hear that's that that excites the hell out of me damn it justin <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh okay well uh, i guess leading up to now would you get most of your i guess i'll just call it information in general from books and or internet like which one would you get more from definitely internet i i just don't have enough time to read mm-hmm. and i'm in general a slow reader i think like well i i think i'm like moderate i'm not de- i'm definitely not a fast reader mm-hmm. so i mean like i i picked up uh extreme ownership mm-hmm. uh l- earlier the, like this month maybe or a yeah. well, couple er- weeks ago yeah like a couple weeks ago and i've gone like halfway through it and, and i just i always forget that it's there to read and so like i never pick it up and start reading like i'm always on youtube or i'm always on netflix or something yeah. so that makes sense and and uh uh, and so, like, I don't really get through books fast, so it, it definitely helps to have the internet. Like, I get a lot of my inspiration, like, my motivation or my information, basically anything through YouTube. Through like, YouTube. And, and I mean, it, it always has recommended videos, and, like, usually they're pretty. And it just sends you on an own and another yeah. one. I, I know that's the way I, I found that, too. Um, that's that's a Gen Z. That, that's kind of like they've already called that for you guys. I, I would say for you guys because it's you. And I've talked to my cousin about this because I'm like, man, what app does he use? And it's YouTube. And I've done, like, several mini surveys, like, Edinburgh North and, like, different high schools that I substitute at. And I ask these kids, or middle schools, too, I'm like, what apps are you guys using? And for the most part, it's generally the same Facebook, Snapchat, all that basic stuff. But then yeah. YouTube's always, like, the number one thing, which is interesting because that's, like, basically the next. 
I mean, you can literally connect connect to TV, so it's yeah. the next type of television. Yeah, and well, on my PS4, it also has YouTube, so I just if if I take a break from playing games, it's right there. So. And Xbox One, <laughs> we yeah. have an Xbox One here yeah. in my room, so it's the same same thing. Yeah. So yeah, I remember several years ago, like this this is probably in two thousands. No, it would have been at least two thousand eight. Uh, is when I probably started taking my first batch of like concurrent enrollment classes, so like college classes while I was still in high school. So that first summer that I did that, it's probably around 08, and um, I remember the first class I took was the CIS, Computer Information Systems, right? Is that the right acronym for that? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so, okay. And you didn't take any notes. You showed me this journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. Um, sidebar off of that, um, I found, I was looking for some paper to write the charts out for this week for the songs okay. we're learning with yeah. the band, and so I found my old CIS journal, and I opened <laughs> I opened it on the inside. All it said was CIS, Eddie Signs. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. There was nothing else written in that uh, journal. It's too good. And, um, yeah, it's too good. This is great. Totally representative of the kind of student I am, <laughs> um, or was. And um, Anyway, but I remember the professor in that CIS course, um, YouTube was just starting to take off. We were kind of talking about this. Yeah, here. yeah, because YouTube started in 2006. Yeah. So, like, everybody mm, yeah. who started the first five years, like, they're, like, they're literally millionaires now because they started at the beginning. They were old enough to understand, yeah. like, well, where they, this is going to go. Yeah, they sold the Google. <laughs> I mean, not that long. Within the past, what, five years, something like that? Yeah. They, they sold uh, the Google? YouTube? So, yeah. Yeah, Google. Like so, yeah, for, for a while now. But, yeah. but, I mean, yeah, I remember the professor saying, like, about YouTube. He was like, man, it's been out for a couple of years, but, like, this is technology that's that ain't going nowhere. It's going to be around forever. Like, this yeah, is sure. just excellent technology. And sure enough, like, it's just, it, I mean, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it started in 2006. And we're 11 years into YouTube. So, like, a lot of the guys who started, like, uh, Tom's, the Blake Mikoski, he created Tom's, Tom's Shoes. They're uh, quick two, like, two-sentence story about them. So, Tom's started in Argentina because, basically, Blake saw that if they create one pair of shoes and they sell them here, they can make a, an extra pair of shoes for a kid in Argentina. So, that's grown, and, like, they, I think they've given over, like, six million shoes, pairs of shoes now, given while selling yeah. at the same time. And it wasn't even planned to make a profit, and there was a certain part of the bell curve where they're just like passed surpassed that yeah and now that's why they're a, a prosperous business but anyways um fuck what, was it, what were we talking about <laughs> but uh about youtube oh so he yeah. was talking about youtube uh how like he started giving like stuff like that and he's and there's one lady he saw in the airport so he wasn't wearing tom so he was able to ask her like general questions like hey how'd you hear about this and basically she had seen like every single youtube video and everything so that's where she got her information about him and what he realized was like if they can give if they can spread their message via YouTube channel more like priority, then like that's the goal. Yeah. The money's not the goal, but the value and what they want to bring to yeah. the world is like part of it, and that's part of YouTube in general. Well, I, I also want to say about the whole like people getting famous off of YouTube. You know, like it's it's always like a changing thing. Like you you have people that are that are like falling off. Like um, well. Like Smosh was like the first big YouTube channel, and okay. they were they were like the first ones like really make money off of YouTube, and they were like the highest ranked YouTube channel for a long time, and then now they're like falling like pretty drastically. I think they like broke up or like kind of like, like split. Dis dispersed yeah. or something. Yeah, was it like a music group or something? Uh, or? No, they're they're like a comedy okay. group. They they used to like back in YouTube's early days, like they they would release uh, comedy videos like every. Friday or whatever. Okay. And uh, and then eventually, uh, gaming started taking over. So like you had this guy you know, goes by the name PewDiePie who rose above them, and he's like a millionaire off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And and then now he's falling, and now like all these Vine stars, like after Vine 
shut down, they came to YouTube, and now they're like they're following. Basically, came with them. as they brought, yeah. they brought their following they brought with their them. Like, following. hey, just come follow me on yeah. YouTube. We're good. And so now they're the ones getting That's famous and and rich over that. So like, it's always changing. Like, and the YouTube algorithm always favors something else. So it's I feel like it's always a chance for like new people to to like make money on there right like, yeah. like there's always an opportunity to get to in. compensate if you yeah. do it right if you if you have yeah. the right yeah product and even if you haven't is. even if you haven't had success with youtube in a, in a long time you can always rely on it changing and having a chance of having of your being a part of that of algorithm yeah of your content and you know, being favored that's so, super crazy man yeah. I, I never even thought about youtube as an algorithm I mean, they give me all the shit that I want to hear, but, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. as far as, like, content. But well, well, like, they, they used to favor, like, watch time, I think, and, and, like, stuff like that. Like, it favors certain things. So, if, if like, more videos are getting more watch time, then those are the ones that, that are more popular. Gotcha. Or, like, they recommend it to more mm-hmm. people. And now it's more, like, um, how many videos are they putting out a week? So, like, um, like whoever's putting out more videos a week and, and, you know, like, is more likely to get popular because, you know. It's just that's what the algorithm that's all, that's all I've been doing for the past two months is just content, like just yeah. blasting content as yeah. much as possible. And, and it's always changing, so. Right. Yeah. See, I haven't made jack shit off YouTube <laughs> yet. Like, uh, I mean, like you were there like when I was telling you, was like, hey, I'm finally able to start like making money off of ads and whatnot. Like yeah. one of my videos surpassed 10,000 views, so I can sign up for making some money off of ads. You right. don't Checked, make a um, <laughs> Yeah. And I was telling Walker last week, I was like, man, I don't think I've like found out how to check my balance. Well, I found out how to check my balance. And it's like one dollar and sixty two cents, but yeah. that's one dollar and sixty two cents I didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, no, you really need like millions of millions of views. Yeah, it's 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 is it simple? Well, I imagine it's probably similar to like Spotify, maybe. Yeah. The well, as, as far as like, like that, where yeah, you, need like mil- you need millions of listens to just act, yeah. to have a s- whatever your substantial rate of income that you want, you need you know at this you point it's millions. You need millions. Yeah, okay. basically. That makes sense. And well, the interesting thing is. Um, a, l- a lot of, or th- there was recently an, uh, like an ad, um, like I guess like a kind of uh, falling out for a lot of YouTubers because um, a lot of their videos were getting demonetized. Like uh, the, they were starting to take off ads on videos that had cursing in them or mm. like promoted, in, or like not even promoted, like it, if, if it, even said the word like suicide or anything like oh, that. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I, you, I still get that now when I'm making ads for mine. Exactly. Like if it has anything like that, because there was something that we talked about, and I, it was just one word. But I put it on there maybe to get like a little clickbait. Yeah. And like it's like no, you cannot have like words like that. Yeah. Like, wow, like I had never exactly. thought about that. Yeah, and uh, like a lot of people's videos were getting demonetized. Like this affected like all the videos that they've already released. So you gotta understand like all, a lot of people's videos were like getting demonetized. Like suddenly just not making money from the videos that they were making yeah. money from and and so like they just kind of like quit youtube or like a lot of people aren't aren't on youtube right, right now because of that and what what well i was gonna say while we're on the subject of people making money and getting famous off of youtube like the big one that pops in my head is justin bieber like that dude is still eh. a thing kind of kind of <laughs> and even the fact but that he can't sing it live is like still generating well, like i mean like yeah like <laughs> It's well, just it getting it goes, him that much more it goes publicity. Back to the, yeah, it goes back to the, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. I, I didn't give a crap about Justin Bieber for a long time until people started caring about that. And then I was like, oh, Justin Bieber's back in the spotlight. So yeah, because yeah, he, he couldn't sing his, yeah. his, his song his, properly. His, yeah. Like, man, it's like even when he like did his job right, it's like no well, one cares. Well, no, it, oh, no. he did it wrong. Now I no, care. Well, I think the thing <laughs> was that 
he uh, it wasn't in the set list, and people were asking oh. or demanding it, and yeah. he didn't prepare it, so yeah. he didn't like know it because I mean he doesn't know Spanish. Supposedly the story is like in the studio they like ph- phonetically like wrote everything so he can pronounce it correctly. So he has like a chart of lyrics. Yeah. With phonetics on it, so that he can pronounce it correctly. And even and there's a video that he says like, "Sorry, like I cannot sing it. Like I don't know it. Like there's no way I could do it." Yeah. And and that's why people were mad. Yeah. Mm. That's the prior. That's the main thing. And then oh. people were like, "Oh, this guy sings it like way better." I don't, I don't even know his name, but some other guy. And they were like, "Oh, he does it way well, better." Well, because it there's already it was already out before Justin Bieber right. made like oh, his yeah, little yeah. remix of okay. it. So sure. That's one. And then and then Justin Bieber made it. Okay. Famous like. The way it worked, the way I think about it, is that he made it famous in the U.S. He basically okay. brought it because it was to me the guys who sang it. I don't know who was part of it, but it was like more like Latin, you know, because the style, you know, style. La- that Latin regga- style. reggaeton. Yeah, style exactly. Yeah. That uh, bachata, almost yeah. reggaeton. Yeah. Uh, genre. God, I'm playing so the mall tired every of day. that genre. <laughs> I'm so tired <laughs> of that beat. Boom, chip, chip, boom. <laughs> I hear uh, that we, beat come we, on, and I instantly like judge the song. I'm like, been, nope. We've been to the mall like, uh, like in the past, uh, like the past week or whatever, and and yeah, like that's all they're playing throughout the whole mall. Like you hear like five Rokathon beats. Like that is all ju- the same. That is pop music right now. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. pop music yeah. at the moment. You know, uh, it's terrible. It's interesting because like a few years ago, or not even a few years ago, maybe like two, three years ago, Gary V called out like saying pop music was gonna be like the next mainstream, like real mainstream, and then like. All you hear that you hear that all over, including country stations, right? And now it's what my what I would think Gary be saying now is like now that style of bachata, reggaeton, which even bachata and they're different, like they are still yeah. different, and like that's cause that's the pop music right now. And of course we get it because we're culture, like we're like right there, yeah. you know, we're gonna get it first from everybody yeah. else. So yeah. Um, I was listening to one of the newer episodes of Walking the Floor with Chris Shiflett, mm. um, and he had Cheryl Crow on, which is pretty rad. Uh, not a huge Cheryl Crow fan, but like I have super huge respect for like for her career because she's just had a really just great consistent career. Yeah. But um, so she was talking about like the current state of like pop music and country music and all that um, as compared to like the '60s and the '70s. And she's like, man, it's like you know, like in the '60s and '70s, like you know, like the artists you know were singing like protest songs or like songs about like actual you know like like life political and, stuff. Yeah, too. Or, or politically fueled, um, yeah, politically fueled you know compositions mm-hmm. or whatever. And and now it's just like it's just entertainment. It's just what's gonna work, what's gonna sell, yeah. you know. And she was like, she's like, it's not that I don't have have hope for music in the future. Like you know, I think, like I I just think right now, just people want entertainment and we want it now, and that's it. And that's yeah. just what it's gonna be until the tide changes again. So, yeah. yeah, it seems like it. Going back to Justin's point of like algorithms in YouTube, yeah, it seems like everybody's looking for that next algorithm, and because of the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's constantly changing. Yeah, society lives on instant gratification. <sighs> it pisses me off. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm just like yearning for like all my 10 to 15 year like goals to like come to fruition. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> waiting for those things while I'm like trying to just stay at peace with everybody else that I, com- everybody else that I communicate with <laughs> on a general daily basis. Oh, man. What are your, going back, okay, we, so we went off on this like just good uh, conversation. Uh, going back to your high school, r- this is the last question I have for your like high school. What are your three favorite memories from high school? It's mm. a good one. Yeah. What uh, are they? Honestly, like, oh man, I, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll let one be your speech because you said I, I, yeah. I, I imagine you prepped it well and you, uh, know, yeah. you, you enjoyed yeah, the sure. content that you were, ab- you're, you were able to like, actually say that and people were able to listen to you. Yeah, uh, for sure. That was one of them. Um, I, like. 
okay, so whenever they told us, like, what our ranks were, that that's when they assigned us our features, and it was, like, I don't know, like, we had to have it ready in a week, basically, and uh, I wrote it that weekend. It was on a Friday that they told us, and I wrote it that weekend. Like, I just poured my heart into it, like, that, that weekend, got it done, like, really quick, because it was all from the heart. You have a time limit? or uh, They said, like, three to four minutes, oh, but, okay. but, like, I don't know, like, uh, Jackie Valedictorian, yeah. uh, she, she went... Uh, over that so okay. i think so, so it was still variable like it wasn't like, like yeah, concrete like, like oh you have to yeah, do this like, yeah, yeah. you know we're on tv guys There's, we're going to commercial exactly. at this time yeah, yeah. um gotcha. i almost didn't make the cut for the speech <laughs> oh my gosh don't even i was gonna <laughs> i was joking about not including you of course i was gonna include you i almost just, didn't get a shout out you, you're just taking it too <laughs> too seriously um but no, like it wasn't concrete. Like they, they just said like a page or two. I, okay. It, it ended up being like a page and a little bit. I I, I oh, wanted. That's not bad. I like I, I wanted to words. well because like I didn't want it to be long and boring because I I wanted people to actually listen to me mm-hmm. and I wanted them to actually take the message to heart because I really meant what I said that day, you know, and and it, it wasn't just for ceremony. Like I genuinely mm-hmm. meant it. Yeah. And and so I wanted them to know that and I wanted it to be short and sweet and to the point. And so I, that's what I did. And, and then I just spent, like, the, the rest of the week that I had, like, just kind of proofreading it and, and making changes and just kind of talking through it and, and seeing, like, what, what would flow better right, yeah. as, as I talk. Being able know? to edit it. Yeah. But still making, like, the, the mass done over the weekend, yeah. giving yeah. you five days to prep it exactly. completely. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. And, um well, sadly, I didn't get to include all the quotes I wanted to. On <laughs> it just it just didn't flow right. But you get to save them for later, I promise. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but yeah, that was definitely like top moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have like moments, but like I have classes that I really enjoyed. Like okay, go go into that. Like well, um, well or just okay. So my UIL uh, coaches, uh, I was in science UIL for all my four years of high school. And, uh, well, it was my biology teacher, Mr. Garcia, my physics teacher, Mr. Haskins, and my chemistry teacher, Ms. Hinojosa. And so first first freshman year, I had bio with Mr. Garcia. And he is, like, my favorite teacher. Like, he, he's just really, like, relatable. Like, we agree on a lot of things. Like, he's into tech. I'm into tech. And, like, yeah. he's into... You guys see eye to eye on a bunch yeah. of... A mass exactly. amount of Yeah, so, like, we can talk, like, all day. He loves playing video games. I love playing video <laughs> games. So it's, like, perfect. Dude, that's gonna change. Like with millennials, like th- since we do, we do play or in general play video games. Like being able to communicate with students, like that. Hey, we I play this game too. Yeah, <laughs> and and, uh, and so like, well, the thing is that he doesn't th- just teach freshman bio. He also te- teaches um, AP bio, uh, summer chemistry class, and AP environmental science. And uh, and so he, uh, so I was able to have him for four years. And basically, the top five also had him for four years because we, we all took his class because we all were his UIL students. All, oh, okay. all, all five of us were in UIL until senior year, two of them got out. Um, and and so we, so he was one of my favorite teachers. That's definitely like being in his class. Like I took all his four classes. Like any of those moments were greatest moments. Like that, it, that, it was that's always fun. That's con- that, that's good. Uh, I would say that that's a good answer because like that that's the amount of time that they're they're your moments, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe sometimes even I get into like, okay, what's that moment that you remember? But then it's like it's a whole memory. It's a whole yeah. like yeah, space like of you time. Can't, you can't confine it to just yeah. one thing as a whole. The experience yeah. was just really great. And and, and it was great. Like I think the the best thing about that like memory or moment is that like 
all five of us or all the top five were mm-hmm. always friends like and that's something that you can't always ask for like the year before us um uh, w- number one and number two were friends until senior year and because um number two was taking a class that she thought she would get extra like like the ap points for mm-hmm. for taking an ap class and then they ended up not counting it at the end Ooh, of the year wait this is the one where that's they the sued the school district yes. right yeah. that's the one where they tried to well yeah they tried to sue the school district but i mean like it was it kinda, didn't it didn't make trial no yeah, right? the judge Be, because it. i mean come on like uh valedictorian his mom was a lawyer so like going into that like you know she's gonna yeah. she's gonna fight for her sons. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like it's well, not only that, but they'd sent out like a notice, though, right? So it was yeah. I mean, they didn't. The it school was, district didn't do anything wrong. It was serious. Yeah, like well, but um, it was over a government class, I think. And so the thing that they did to fix that this year was put us all in the same government class, but they put us in the easy teacher, <laughs> because it was the one that worked in our schedule. But mm. like yeah, so like they made sure we were all with that, so that that hap- wouldn't happen again, and. Um, and so, yeah, but, like, it, being able to be friends, like, at, at the end of the year and, and, and being able to say, like, you know what, like, I respect that, that you're valedictorian. I respect that you guys are, like, number three, four, mm-hmm. five. You know, like, I, I respect all of you guys. Like, I, I still love you guys as friends. Like, right. ra- at the end of the day, ranking shouldn't split us apart, you know, like it did with, with that's uh, good. last year. Right. So, like, that's the best part about that is that we were able to be friends throughout all four years in that's that awesome. class. Oh, yeah. And and um, glad you guys weren't suing each other. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, I guess my third would be well with my again with a UIL teacher, uh, Mr. Haskins. I had him for less. Um, I had, well, he teaches physics one, physics two, and physics C. And so I took physics one and physics two junior year, and then physics C this past year. And so uh, not all five were in his class, but he's still like again one of the best teachers I've ever had. Like. Um, just like I think I I wouldn't love physics as much as I do without him. You know, like like he just the the way that he teaches is just the best. And and I mean, like he he just I don't know, like it's just amazing. It got you. Yeah, like it it got it got got you. There's no sometimes, and sometimes it's that simple where it's like you know, there's no way there's no way to further explain that feeling. And I talked about this. I think. Whether it's last week or two weeks ago about being on stage, I talked about being on stage. Yeah. And it's like something. There's some things that it's, you know. It is that it is what it is. It's yeah. literally, you're literally in the moment. It's a matter of fact, and that's how you feel at the time. And and I guess well, I can kind of confine that down further to uh, physics C, because um, more so in physics C because uh, that class it was only one period, and it was only twelve students. So we were like a big family basically in that class. Like we were all in it together. Mm-hmm. Everybody ended up taking the AP exams and, and all that stuff. So you were you were cheaper by the dozen, and Mr. Haskins was Steve Martin. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Making that joke because he saw that movie yesterday. <laughs> the day before. I hadn't seen that movie in a long time. I forgot how good that movie is. Like I don't Steve, think I've ever seen that movie. Oh man, Steve, <laughs> Steve Martin can just make a good classic funny comedy. Steve with, Martin, I like as an without actor. being dirty, with without like yeah. you know having one the, curse word the in comedy, the entire movie. The comedy it's in just, that movie is it's just really good and really clean, and it's funny and it's relatable and it pulls your yeah. heartstrings and it makes you feel stuff. Very very family friendly <laughs> comedy there, yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, definitely three favorite moments. I kind of cheaped out. Those aren't really moments, but <laughs> it's all right. You'll, you'll. What's fun? What's gonna be funny is like in a couple hours when we when we're done with this, you're gonna be like, oh shoot, I should have talked about that. <laughs> I should have said this. I should have said that. Yeah, it happens. I know it happens with me. It happens like when we talk about Probably. like 
later on we'll like I'll stop I'll stop recording and then we go on like a different tangent. It's like damn it, why are we recording still? <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? That's so funny. So now you have your you've gone through high school and you're going to Texas A&M College Station. Yes. Your degree is mechanical mechanical engineering. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically freshman year they keep us general engineering. Okay. Like so. That's gonna be your direction yeah. though. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna yeah. aim for mechanical yeah. engineering. Yeah. Uh, it's the plan. What results do you look forward to, or what results outcomes would you like to see happen from school, and then from leaving home for the first time for an extended period of time? Well. You can start with, like, the school, like, what results, outcomes would like, you like uh, to see happen? Well, I would like to, um, for, for one, I would like to come out of school with internships. Um, I, I know that NASA does internships and, and stuff like that, so, and I know that A&M is very involved with all that, and I'd love to take advantage of that and that for that to be one of the things I do while, while in school. And uh, there's a NASA internship that if you get it, you have, like, a 95% chance of, of eventually like getting a job getting an actual job, job. Yeah. and and it also has like full benefits and stuff like you you have like a 401k yeah they'll take care of you yeah they'll take care of you and uh and so that's awesome like and uh i well of course i want to come out with good grades you know mm -hmm. i i i want to be an honor student you know and um uh as far as away from home there's a lot of things i need to learn um for sure, I, I'm very dependent on my parents, and uh, honestly, I'm a little bit worried, but I don't let my mom know about that, because <laughs> then she'll keep me here. Right, that's fair. Yeah, uh, that's one thing we're def definitely diving into, because Tim Ferriss, as you can, I have two books here. I have another book of his in the, in the dining room, but basically what he's come down to in his research over the past 10 to 12 years is like, it's not being, you know, completely fearless, but it's to fear less. Yeah. So if you can, like, mitigate that through mm -hmm. certain routines, through certain learnings, that then helps you just go about yeah. growing on your own and yeah. learning new things. Uh, and, and, well, like, about that, you, you got you to gotta conquer your fears, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, for me, like, I, I fear living on my own. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not a huge fear, but it's there. It's there, yeah. And, and so, like, I need to learn how to do that. And, and it's, it's just a human thing that people need to learn how to do. And yep. so, like, I feel like... I, I want to get that out of being at A&M, you know? Right, absolutely. Having to do things myself and, and you know, because uh, I'm very reliant on my parents. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely, like, the biggest goal. Probably the me. biggest thing for now. Yeah. That's good. Uh, do you have any friends that are going with you to College Station? Uh, got a few. Uh, there's, like, five that I know. A lot of uh, a lot of kids at Vela tend to go to UT more. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know a few too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so th there's a lot of kids going to UT, not a lot going to A and M. But um, I feel like that's how it was for like for our class too. I feel like a lot more people went to Austin yeah. than College Station, and a lot of people I know that went to College Station came back here. So what's anyway, that what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> nothing. It means nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not coming back, Justin. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> we will we will help you. Uh, get through all that uh and so uh immediate fears yeah um so i have a few friends going um well hopefully well i would say even if you have like three or four like that would still be substantial yeah. to help you just adapt yeah, and yeah. go out and you and, know and and uh i also have like friends uh, that are a grade above me that have been at a&m for a year okay. already so like that's awesome too i probably like five to ten friends that, that oh there I, you that go so, I know. so that's a, that's a good thing like, yeah. you'll know people they're like yeah eddie went to nashville and then I didn't know, know I didn't know anyone <laughs> except Jamie except my voice coach yeah, I didn't coach. know I didn't know jack and shit anymore. for me it was ver 
just about the same because a lot of people that I knew either stayed here, went to Kingsville, or like those, you know, those schools. Yeah. I went to Antium Corpus, which mm-hmm. is to me, my my reasoning was like it's just far enough. <laughs> it's not Kingsville. It's but it's not also it's not you know yeah. going out to College Station or UT. That was kind of uh, my mentality with College Station. <laughs> there you go, and that's good. Like it's good, but I know I know it definitely affected me the first couple semesters of like that you know living on your living on your own completely you know and then yeah. you know literally it was for me it was a a month and like I had to get a job because I, mm-hmm. I needed an apartment because of the way circumstances played out it's like okay I had a month to get an apartment I have this much savings now and it's like yeah it was it was, di- it was just a transition but hopefully with that also, the way I see it now is like that team aspect, you know, having people around you that can just, yeah. that are essentially for you going through the same things, then you have the guys ahead mm-hmm. of you, uh, on top of you, the order than you that, that have already gone through that it. That have already been there that can yeah. be like, hey, dude, it's all good, you know, whatever. Yeah, like this is how you get through it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then you have Eddie is, who's experienced it too. Yeah. It's like, no, this is how you do your laundry. You just turn <laughs> the knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. It's not hard. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, uh, and that's what I, I talked to Eddie about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just like menial tasks that I just don't know how to do, like, that I've never had to learn how to do because of my parents. And, like, it's just, it's stuff that's not hard to learn. It's just stuff that I need to learn how to do. And, like, I'll, I'll learn it. Yeah. I just haven't learned it yet. Yeah, you just haven't. You just haven't had to, like, prioritize it yeah, in any way. Yeah, exactly. Just wash your colors separate from your whites and you're fine. Ha ha. They, they actually told us that at, at the new student conference, like, yeah. They they were like, yeah, you're gonna be getting a lot of maroon shirts, so just make sure you're separating those from your whites. Whenever <laughs> you're Otherwise, you're gonna end up with pink clothes. What sucks is that some of those shirts are maroon and white, so I wonder how that how yeah. that works. <laughs> <laughs> into the weeds, Eddie. Into yeah. the weeds. <laughs> That's so funny, man. I wouldn't, man. At some point, because like to save money and like I knew I I gave myself this budget, but I wanted to use this budget. Uh, guys, no one can see me, but I, I made my hands big and then short. Uh, <laughs> like, where, like, let's say I have 20 bucks. It's like, well, I, I'm going to try my best to use, like, seven. And so, like, okay, all the shirts go together. All the towels with jeans and shorts and workout clothes go together. And then my towels. And that's it. Three, lo- three loads and <laughs> that's it. Three bucks. And then I have three bucks for drying. And then that's it. See, like, <laughs> I, tend, I tend to have – I fluctuate between being responsible and irresponsible. So, like – like, I'll have that mentality sometimes, but then I'll be like, well, like, I get paid in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Let me splurge online for a little bit. <laughs> oh, I dig that. Well, like, like today, like, I, I bought another piece of music equipment that did I need? Not really, but it, it's going to it's gonna enhance my sound, and it's like a piece of equipment that'll, that'll do me great in the long run, you know? So it's like, you know, I don't need it, but I need it. So it's, it's whatever, but it's, it's always been my justification for a lot of things too. Yeah. And like now that I'm trying to get into like ads on YouTube and like really uh, progress the podcast, but also like I was talking about like that business development. That's it's turned to something completely different. So like the pencils are out. Like it's it's grown to like a step above, which I'll tell you guys after the podcast. But anyways, but like really career building along with then trying to see how I'm gonna continue, essentially making the time to career de- develop a career for myself individually and then continue the music career with that you know with it, well, it's for now that we're working together and we're doing a lot of things and now that you have the booking you know the booking people uh with us on the same team and you know going through that so uh anyways one thing i wanted to mention to justin because you're talking about like learning new things and one thing that tim ferris talks about and you can it comes out in his book the four hour chef which it's called he calls it dis but it's D S S S S three three S's right. So basically, you break it down to the simplest form. Okay. So you deconstruct, then you then you have a selection, then sequencing, and then stakes. 
stakes being like consequences. Like, okay, if you don't complete this, then there has to be a substantial yeah. consequence. And the example he gave was like, instead of giving himself a New Year's resolution, him and his best friend gave each other New Year's resolutions. Mm. And so they had to deconstruct. And he, for him, it was like his friend told him, because he, he, he didn't learn t- to swim until he was in his 30s. And so his friend says, you need to swim one kilometer in open water, so either lake or ocean, right? And he talks, Tim talks about having to, or he's had a couple of uh, near drowning experiences when he was mm-hmm. younger. And that's what ultimately kept him from learning to swim. Like, he just stayed away from the water. Yeah. And so the way he deconstructed swimming was initially just holding, like, he's like, I, I want to say he's like six foot. So he would just get comfortable with the water. So he would stand in a pool of four feet, four feet of water. And then from there, he talks about, like, just kicking. Like, he would hold onto the wall and just kicking. And, like, he said, like, it was, it was both, like, embarrassing because he's 30 years old with probably, like, other people, you know. Yeah. But, but this, anyways, but he, go, he, went, he, he then developed the system this, you know, deconstruction mm-hmm. up to stakes. And that's how he's learned multiple languages in short amount of times. Speed reading, which actually there's a book over there that I have. Uh, he mentions, like, how he does speed reading and how he breaks that down. Um, so, like in the future you can look that up you know so you can use it and it's something that especially like because he talked he talked about learning japanese learning how to write japanese with characters and different he breaks down many things he's learned a ton of things in 10 years Mm -hmm. especially when you feel when you realize you know now like it's not about being fearless it's about fearing less so you have to learn more and Mm -hmm. you know go through things more and so that's something that's a tool that you could use and it's not hard yeah. yeah um Okay, no, well, now I guess I want to get into extreme ownership since you got it. Okay. Uh, what what drew you to buying the book? What what drew me in? Yeah, to dry, to buy uh, the book. Just Jocko. Because <laughs> you started with like YouTube. Yeah. Podcasts uh, and well, videos. I or? think that the the first thing was Eddie was listening to Joe Rogan, and then Joe Rogan had Jocko on, and I was like, well, this is pretty interesting. And then like talking about how Jocko has his own podcast, and at that time he was barely starting, so I was there like since episode five or six i think okay and uh, and now he's like on 80 82 80, yeah 83 82 80, yeah. it'll be 82 just released this yeah, week yeah, yeah and uh, and so like i remember watching up to like maybe or not watching but listening up to like episode 20 and, and i really loved like jago's message but then i think school started again and then like I, I just didn't have enough time to listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. I guess. And, and, like, I can't listen and do homework at the same time. Yeah, like no, yeah, it's impossible. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard. Like, I have to listen to music while doing homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I just couldn't. I just didn't make the time. And then uh, recently I got back into it because uh, on the trip to my orientation, uh, like, uh, road trips are, like, the best time to listen to podcasts. Yes. Like, the, it, it, time passes so quickly. And so... Um, and so, yeah, I, I got back into listening to Jocko. I, I, I didn't go in order. I just, like, started, like, flipping through. Yeah, I started seeing what it was going to drive you yeah, from like, based on the, the titles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I listened to, a, to quite, like, maybe three or four. Um, and then I was like, damn, I'm back into Jocko again. <laughs> Good, that's awesome. I know when, you're, when Eddie told me, and I was like, yes, I was like, yes. And then when he told me you bought the book, I'm like, yes. That's the, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and so, like, yeah, sure enough, like, shortly after my orientation, we came back home, went to Barnes & Noble for Eddie to look for, like, a record or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find Extreme Ownership Yeah, here. it's there. <laughs> and, and, yeah, like, well, I knew it was there, but, like, I could never find it because oh, okay. the way it was organized was really weird. And then mm-hmm. and it ended up being, like, a really weird section, but I found it, which is the important part. Well, wasn't it, it was in the business section or what was it? It, it was in the business section, but it was, like, it was in, like, the... 
favorites or like the most bought or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and so it was separate from all the other okay, books. So, so, it w- so it wasn't in alphabetical order, right. which is what threw me off because I was like, where is it? And uh, and so I finally found it, and okay. uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, and, awesome. Uh, so yeah, and and I've read I've read like halfway through it. I think I'm on I'm like part two, chapter three, I think. Yeah. And and I mean it's, like it's a lot of what I've already listened to. You know, like it's a lot of what it goes over, just more in depth and like yeah. more with like stories. You know. Yeah, exactly. It ties in his exact experience. Yeah. With the, which the principle, which I enjoy. Like I enjoy, like reading about that kind of stuff. You know, that that always intrigues me. Beck and Ramadi. You know Beck and Ramadi win. That's always the go-to Jocko impression, and the uh, yeah, and the the nose breath and the microphone. Is it? That's perfect. But yeah, well, man, because I mean, I read it three times last year, because it was also Joe Rogan that. Well, okay, initially Denver, he had said, "Hey, man, there's a bunch of there's a string of podcasts that like I recommend." And at some point, I think this was post the recent American Sniper. And so I got right into Chris Kyle, like just getting his actual story. And then one time we were actually at rehearsal at Gonzo's house when he was still living in McAllen. And I, later on that night, I text Denver. I'm like, dude, like, what, what's that, who's that Navy SEAL you're talking about again? Because at that time, I was just getting into my workout routine. I was finding, mm-hmm. like, I, I had, you know, I was way heavier than I had ever been. I was like, and that's because I wasn't even, like, I, would, I wouldn't say I was that heavy, but I was just heavier than I've ever been in my yeah. whole, entire life. I'm like, okay, something needs to change. So I text Denver. I'm like, hey, dude, who's that Navy SEAL? He's like, all right. And so I listened to it. And even in his first story, we talks about, like, the guys he lost and, like, yeah. that depth. And that happens in the first, like, 30, 40 minutes of the podcast. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I just flipped the switch. And it, it, it's been forward since then. And uh, That's good. Anyways, so, so like, when like, – so, moving forward to when Eddie told me, like, you started getting into it, I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm curious. And, I, and it's interesting because this podcast was going to go a different direction initially, like, this, between us three talking mm-hmm. here. Like I said, it was going to talk about aliens and interstellar and all, a bunch of other things that I'm curious about. But now that we have extreme ownership in the conversation, I'm like, okay, I, I need to hear about this first. Cause yeah. I, you have you're you know you're six years younger than me, seven years younger than me, and it's a totally different point of view because you yeah. just finished high school. Me, I wish I had this in high school. Luis, actually, my cousin Luis, he just asked me. He's like, man, when did you wish? He asked me this. He's like, when did you wish that you found Tim Ferriss and Jocko? I'm like, dude, if I could have been at your age, getting this information. Yeah. This would have been different ten years ago. Yeah. Like ten years leading up to when I'm 25 now, like it would have been totally different. And that's one of the, another good thing about like the internet. Going back to like technology, it's like, yeah. you know, without the internet and the the, the word of mouth concept too of like yeah. that. You know, I'm, well, I'm so I'm so thankful for like being able to have that that at my age. Like, uh, I think it was probably like sophomore year. I I found like my first like. I guess motivational video like on YouTube, and I, I was like, eh, you know, I'm curious. I'll, I'll watch it. And it was like really motivational. I was like, I really like want to get my work done now. Like, uh, it was from a guy. What was his name? I can't remember. Um, but but he's a really good there's, speaker. There's, there's Tony Robbins. There's Jim Rohn. There's yeah. Uh, and, uh, I think he's he's not as well known. Okay. But but um he he was giving like a a talk to like I guess like college students that were like getting really low grades or whatever and so he was like like y'all aren't really trying and like yeah like i dare you guys to like to to just flunk a class instead of just dropping like don't drop like you're soft and just like like actually fail a class that sounds like like something eric thomas would say yes that's his name (laughs) that's his name yes eric thomas yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's he's actually not well known but i know i know about him because my my jujitsu coach 
that's his number one. Like that's his number one like motivator to like get yeah. stuff done with his business in the jiu-jitsu school. Yeah. So that, yeah, Eric Thomas. That's, that's yeah. something that's something that he would say because yeah. he targets kids primarily. Like mm-hmm. he targets like high school kids and stuff. And so, and so that, that's what like drew me. And 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 he was like, yeah, like y'all are really trying. Like uh, y- y'all should should go go to your professor's like uh, office hours and like force them to tutor you. Like no, I'm paying for you. You're gonna teach me this, and like I'm gonna understand it. And like and um. And whatever, like so yeah. To, so that got yeah. you going, like yeah. Oh, and I was like, yes, okay. I need to, yeah, I need to do like, something. <laughs> like you know, like yeah, Even like then. I, I, like I need. Well, I was already like a driven student, and that only made me more driven. Just more, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely cool because there's definitely a, a, a thing. And one thing I brought up, Eddie. Uh, we were actually talking about plasticity of the brain. I don't know if you've heard of that. Like it's like I don't know, it's like a new term or like I've only heard it twice. Like how your brain can like. Based it's on based on information. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's just con- it's constantly yeah. a- it's able to adapt if you want to adapt. I, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's the same thing where like you're already like on this way on this direction, but yet like that just, just extra ounce more, mm-hmm. and really that's all you need—the extra extra little ounce. Because then it takes a little bit of time for it to actually sink in. And that know, and that got me into the quotes too as well. Like that made me someone like I, I like all the quotes that that he uses, and it's like yeah, like I want to like know those and be able to reflect on those mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then um also i want to talk about logic the rapper logic yeah I yeah yeah i, I know about him and only because of gary vaynerchuk and uh god damn it <laughs> obsession with logic okay <laughs> you've never okay i've shown you logic a few times yeah but, you know you um, haven't and i'll and i'll concede that there there are several redeeming things about about uh, he, this guy he's, he's cool uh but no like i was gonna say uh in in uh i've I think it's an incredible true story. The song, incredible true story. There, there's the the part uh, that I was talking about from Alan Watts earlier okay. that I want to include oh, okay. in my speech. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and that also like hit me hard because I was like, this is good. Like <laughs> this, because I listened to that when I was trying to discover for myself like what I wanted to study. Right. And so when I first heard the words like "do what you love" because it's better than spending a whole life doing like nothing you know yeah 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 or doing what you hate or something meaningless to you yeah exactly and so i was like this really like affected me and then uh on his newest album which came out like i don't know a few months ago um and uh uh he had a another well he actually had neil degrasse tyson voice like as god as as, like god (laughs) and i was like this is awesome i can't (laughs) wait to hear like what neil like actually says yeah and uh and sure enough like in the last song I I'll actually admit this. I <laughs> like the last little bit of my speech is kind of from that and I edited it to like fit for the speech but like like it's kind of follows the same structure. Okay. And uh and like I really love like he uh he was like live your life like um like right like right in this moment is what's guaranteed and like you like you're promised nothing so just like live life to the fullest the the fact that you're living life right now is what life is all about and i was like oh i love this like this is so good that's so that's so awesome yeah i'm i know uh i'm definitely on that same path as far as like just living like finding like your i guess your meaning essentially so that you can a lot of people uh, what you hear a lot now also is like people are like looking forward to the vacation and while your body physically needs like some like just a uh, rebooting yeah it shouldn't be because oh you're looking for the vacations like we should enjoy your work and then you're then you you have so much work and you actually get some meaningful things done that you need that month break because you need to reboot for yeah. with meaning you're not like mm-hmm. oh i cannot wait until summer i cannot wait until my yeah. next vacation or whatever that's yeah uh, very cool um retracting to extreme ownership uh 
what's your what's your favorite principle so far? I mean, you're you're about halfway through, so that's still like good substantial information. Yeah. Um, uh, well, extreme ownership, of course. The first chapter. Yeah, that that one is one of my favorites, um, if not my favorite. Um, ooh, I like this one. Yeah, no bad teams, only, only bad, bad leaders. leaders. Yeah, that that one's a good one because uh, I, I think I I enjoy that one a lot because um, it applies to to what I want to do because um, as as an engineer you're you're working in a team always so um, being in a leadership position as an engineer is like it's it's very important because like if if you can't communicate with your team then then you guys aren't gonna build anything you guys aren't yep. gonna get anything done so uh, I really love that chapter because it's like yeah you need to have like you need to have good leadership you guys need to have like div um, uh, what is it called like the Decentralized command. Yeah, decentralized. Yeah, command, yeah. that uh, that's very important, and like everyone understanding what the task is, how how we're gonna get it done, yeah. exactly how we're gonna do it, so that there's no complications. Like yeah. that, that's very, like I, I like I like that, and um, yeah, and then also of course like with extreme ownership, it kind of relates back. Like being a good leader is owning what you did wrong and like owning your team's mistakes, because right. at the end of the day, you are your t like your team. You know? Yeah, like you. At, at the end of and let's just use your brother. Let's just use Eddie. You know, at the end of the day, it's Eddie signs on the on the exactly. billboard on the marquee, whatever yeah. it is. You know, uh, if, if something goes wrong at yeah. any moment, you know, um, and no one likes someone who blames it on on their teammates. You know, that's no way to build team morale. So. Yeah, and that's another thing. Speaking of team morale, like that has a lot to do with morale in general. And yeah. it's cool because like what it tell me like that was the book that changed like essentially my life from now like from January 2016 moving forward right and I, I didn't read it until I think like in the summer and even no it was like July because we had gone back from Nashville but he had started his podcast like in January or so of 2016 and so I didn't hear about I didn't get into his podcast until like April May so all I did and especially like in Nashville all I did was listen so like every day that's all I did so like this let's say there was like 25 episodes so I did like 25 days in yeah. a row like I just one episode a day and I was just cramming that shit that, in my brain that's how i was whenever i first, first started him. yeah I, I would listen to one every day right so like that and it's like dang like it, it just changed everything because then i was like because then leading to now it's stuff that i bring up to eddie because like okay dude we need to make sure that everybody understands exactly what's going down especially now like real life example is like this booking agent you know mm -hmm. like essentially like these guys need to understand like what's going down yeah and they but we also need honest answers because it, this is the part of the business, and we're still friends. Like, this, this, there's no bad, yeah. but it's not like, it's not like, someone's like ripping somebody off or like something like bad, you know, where you cause bad blood. Yeah. You know, and and if we can be honest with each other, like it's all good. And the conversations right. that Eddie's told me he's had with the guys, it's like we we've come to like this agreement, and there's, we're gonna go th through some transition, and that's what it is. Yeah, you and know? I think that the example Jocko uses for that is, um, uh, well, like decentralized command, I guess, or kind of um, like or. I guess also relating mm -hmm. to the it is. Uh, good teams um, is the um, uh, whenever they had to fight, like they had to use the the Sa the Saudis to yeah. like fight, and and like that was their only ticket out to go fight. Like if they weren't on their team, then they couldn't go fight. So they were like, you know what? Like these guys aren't as well trained as us, but we got to get it done. Yeah. So like we're gonna do it. And and I know that you guys don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm being honest with you, but like we got to get this done. And we so like and like his thing with that too was like. If we don't train them up and teach them, 
then who's going to do yeah. it? Uh, who's yeah. going to exactly. – we're going to stay here forever. Yeah, making and sure your team understands why you're doing you, it. The so why, exactly, yeah, the, the why. why. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah, that's what you're getting to. That, that's exactly what it is. Like, okay, guys, if we don't teach them correctly – and it's it's a sour situation because they had to take Saudis, they had to take Iraqis. That you know, and mm-hmm. some guys they didn't know they were rogue. You know, they didn't know who was good, who was yeah. bad necessarily. But it's like no uniform. Yeah, 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 no uniforms. And it's like we will stay here forever because mm-hmm. this is our order. These are our order from the top, saying we need to do this. And if we don't do it correctly, um, and willingly with a good why, um, we will be here forever. And like we'll never leave here. And, and what? And then you're gonna be out from you're gonna be away from your family a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even then, like if you think about SEALs and I've talked about this, like, okay, I've never served, but I've done enough research where I know like timelines. And like where Navy SEALs do like let's say six to eight month deployments and like the conventional guys, uh, the army ma- marines, the conventional navy, you know, they're out there for a year. You know, and, and then they're they're the ones then communicating with the Saudis, the Iraqis, and it's like that's a long time. You know, it's a long time to be overseas and be out of you be in country, Iraq. Yeah. Uh, or Afghanistan, and um, you know when you when you're able to tie that when you're able to make it full circle and make them understand the why. You know, it's like we yeah. you don't, we don't, I don't want to be here forever. You don't want to be there forever. Yeah. I don't want you guys to be here forever. You know, it's like let's go home. You know, mm-hmm. and the only way to go home is to get this job done you know, and get it and get it done effectively. Yeah, you know, like get it done to where like okay, we can leave and we'll we know we did our job yeah. good. Yeah, and going tight and back is like you know also de- decentralized command. You know, working up chain of command. You know, being mm-hmm. able to effectively communicate and not. Not say, oh, this is this is what I think we should be done. This yeah. because I say so. It's like no, that, that's not the way it works. And, oh, and then also how the like a, a leader's attitude will uh, translate to the the lo- the lesser everybody attitude. else. Yeah, so, yeah. Just the, so the sub- so sub- when well, like well, Jocko, like whenever he takes ownership, his team takes ownership as well. Like they're they'll admit their own faults yeah. if he admits his faults. You know, right? Like well, like chapter one, blue on blue. Yeah, where they're you know they end up bombing this building, and then Jocko's like, hold on. And he's walking just, and everybody's like looking at him like he's crazy. And he, mm-hmm. he opens, he kicks open the door, and it turns out it's his guys that yeah. essentially could have killed another 40, 40 seals and some other guys. And you know, it's like, and then when they go into the office because they get mm-hmm. the guys come up from the debrief. Chin, yeah, they go yeah. through the debriefing and it's like, whose fault is this? And everybody takes fault of it. Yeah. And then he's like, no, this is my fault. This is my plan. I was the one who organized it. You know, it's my fault. Yeah. But uh, ah, it's so good. Yeah, we could. Well, we, we, we actually, we can't t- keep talking about this. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we, we could. That's, that's one of my favorite Jocko stories, actually. Where The blue and blue? Yeah, where he goes in and, well, and I mean, he leads that, that you know, debrief, and he's like, okay, whose fault was that? Like, he's going to, like, look for someone to blame, and everyone, like, mm-hmm. takes responsibility, and he's like, no, it's my fault. Yeah. Ultimately, so, yeah. What were we, what, sorry, you are going to say something? Oh, no. Uh, well, oh. just that it's, it's very mature. and and It's uh, a good example. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, well, in the book, he also talks about the, of course, the... Um, like commercial example, I guess, like mm-hmm. in business. Yeah, the business example, right, and, right, right. And how it like it looks good to the board members when you can take responsibility for something like that, you know. Right. So, it's yeah. I'm definitely keeping mental note of all the things I learned in that because I know it's going to come in handy. Right. Well, that that was gonna be my next question was, uh, you know, h- have you been able to use any of these things, whether you know at home or with anybody else you communicate at the moment, like or 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 do you see yourself? Being more conscious about your actions and whatever you're doing, even though, I mean, you're taking you're, you're, you know it's, it's your summer, yeah, you're getting ready yeah. for you're prepping for college, but now you've gotten fed all this information, you know, have you have you been more conscious actively? Yeah, like well, not not really in a in a teamwork sense because I haven't really like gotten the the chance to work with a right. team in a while, uh, ever since like I started listening to Jocko. Um, I'm sure it'll come in handy in college, uh, if I ever work like you know with 
with as a team or something. Right, right. Yeah, but, no, you'll uh, have but, new projects. Yeah, like, um, but I mean, it, it definitely, as an individual, has had an effect. I mean, like, uh, just with extreme ownership, like, I, I find myself, like, you know, like, thinking to myself, like, um, you know, like, I should be taking ownership for what I'm fault. Like, you know, like, I find myself saying, you know what, like, that's fair. Like, that's a fair assessment of me because I haven't, like, you know, I haven't done this as, as good as I should be doing or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm more, I, f I feel like I'm more, like, likely to confess to what I've been doing wrong, you know? And also with, um, damn, I really can't remember. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, no need to be sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, just in general, like, uh, having, yeah. having that well, really I guess helps. We'll definitely come back because the cool thing about, like, this and, like, I need to get Gonzo back on because he's gone through his own, like, just changes. And that's the whole point of, like, like now that I've got you here, and we've talked about this pre-college. Like, that was kind of the point, because I knew you were graduating. So I'm like, okay, I need to talk to him. Okay, I got it. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, pers perspective. Uh, I want to talk, because I remember listening to Jocko talk about this on one of the earlier podcasts, is perspective. Okay. Always, like, setting your ego aside. That, that was, like, a big thing in his early podcast. Was, like, you got to set the ego aside. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, like, have that, have perspective, gain perspective. And, and so, like, I find myself, whenever someone does something that hurts me or, you know, like... Or definitely makes you think, like, yeah. or, or, or it, uh, it upsets you. Or you feel yeah, like a rise, yeah, some, like, type of, some like, type of rise. Like before, I'm like, you know what, like, oh, like, screw that. Like, yeah, like, you know, and, and then I'll be like, you know what, wait, hold on. Why are they doing this? Like, yes. And, and then I'll be, and, and then I'll think, and I'll be like, okay, try to see it from their perspective. Like, what are they going through? What, like, what's going on in their head? And then I'll be like, okay, you know what, like... That I understand what they're going through. Like I, I shouldn't be. Getting we mad. can, yeah, we yeah. can, we can figure it out. Yeah. I can help them figure it out or whatever. Yeah. Or, or I can just let it go. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. It's not gonna, exactly. It's not world ending. Or like, yeah, like sometimes it's not necessary for you to like use your ego. It's like, and, and th that's a big thing for me is like the ego. Uh, I've I've tried to like calm back my ego because, especially because, I I've been told that I'm egotistical sometimes. <laughs> like as well, especially freshman, sophomore, junior year. Mm -hmm. I've been told that, that I brag, and I was like, I don't feel like I brag, you know? Like, I feel like I'm, I try to be humble, you know? Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's my intention, yeah. but my actions don't seem that way. And so, you know, like, more just checking my ego and making sure that I don't actually yeah. act like that. Yeah, you know? just, and it comes back to being consciously active. Of exactly. Like, you know, conscious, think about it, active, act, you know, act on whatever, you know. Okay, do I, you know, how am I going to say this, you know? Yeah. I, you know? And it's, it's interesting because you have to play it. It's, Go, we're gonna start going to dichotomies now, where you have to play both. Mm. You have to, you have to, and I, that's where I tie in like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn, these other guys that I've read about and I've gotten research from, of where you know you want to be happy about accomplishing something, but then you have to also let it sit at some point. Like don't don't go on forever about it. Like honestly, like that's where it's like okay, that's where yeah. it's like where you get into bragging for well, or too, it was, too it much. Was, it was also hard when, when I was salutatorian because, mm. like, it's like... It's a great example. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect example of because, having a... Because it's like, oh, like, I'm salutatorian. It's like, but, like, I'm not trying to come off like that, yeah. like that you know? Like, like I, I I have friends, you know, obviously, be, besides the top, five, five, top right. five, you know, like, I have other friends and, and, you know, they were like, oh, like, you're salutatorian. I was like, no, like, don't think of me any different, you know? Like, I, I don't want to be thought of different, yeah. you know? I'm still the same person mm -hmm. I am. So... 
And, and that's good because your driver was just to keep your grades up. Like you just wanted great grades, and you wanted, you know, yeah. You, after finding out where you yeah. were, I was like, well, I want to stay here, if not get better yeah. from, you know, for the well, sake of yourself. Well, and and that's the thing, like, uh, with scholarships, they they always ask you what your hobbies are, mm. and like I always want to put learning because that's like my hobby. That 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 is my hobby, and and my mother's like, don't put that. Like they don't want to <laughs> know about that, and and she's like, learning isn't a hobby, and I was like, it is for me. <laughs> like, and that's and, yeah. good to hear. I mean, like, I, I just love learning, like, uh, with my good grades, like, the reason I have good grades is because I care about every subject. Yeah, like, you just kept going and going. Like, like even if I don't think I'm going to use a subject ever again, I still want to learn about it because mm. knowledge is power. Yeah. No matter what knowledge is, like, what the knowledge what it, is. What it is, yeah, yeah. what it is at the moment. Uh, I definitely, at, <laughs> at your age, I've definitely had a totally, like, just different perspective, but the concept of learning is definitely deep, and it's something that I'm trying to do with this podcast, which is the point of, like, then in the sense of, like, Eddie being a CEO, me just being older, but then wanting to hear your side. Like, I want to I hear your point mm-hmm. of view because I, I want to understand why. I want to I see what's going on. And then that's going to help me then move forward with, you know, direction. Like, you know, how, how, how do kids think? You know, a lot, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of misconception. And it happen, it's, it's happening with, like, Gen, uh, Gen X and then, like, the baby boomers within, well, like, the millennials. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say that, well, on... on what I've noticed with how my generation thinks or, like, my class thinks mm-hmm. is that, like, out of everything uh, that I notice or that I observe, um, unconfidence or, like, lack of confidence, lack of confidence? is the number one thing that really? I see. That's A lot of people are, like, so unsure of themselves, especially mm-hmm. in math because I, I'm good in math. And, and so I, I'm usually tutoring people because they need help. Right. And uh, that's a subject that a lot of people struggle with. And a lot of the times, like, they're, they'll, they'll be so unconfident in themselves and, and, like, they know what they're, like, they know. They know, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing or whatever They're, they're it doing it right. And, and they're so unconfident. They're like, am I doing this right? And I'm like, yeah, like, keep going. Like, you, you got this. And they're like, oh, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> that's interesting because, see, like, that, that's where, like, I want to come in and be like, you know, how I've tied a lot of this stuff to, like, parenting. Like, and not that I'm, and I'm not a parent, but it's talking to kids, especially, like, through substituting. I, I got to do, I, Towards the end of the school year, I loved middle school primarily, and then high school, I ended up liking, like, towards the end of the year. I, I really liked high school, too, because you see that maturity level, you know, a little bit higher, right? Yeah. And and I'm able to have a conversation with most of them still. Mm-hmm. Even even some sixth – like, there's some sixth graders out there that I'm like, dang, like, that's very intuitive of you to say as a sixth grader, right? But that, that's interesting that you say that, you know, you see a lack of confidence right now. Yeah. That's, that's something that I'm going to ponder on because uh, the business model that I'm creating – uh, involves kids 14 to 18 and uh and it but it goes back to have like being fear having less fear yeah. you know just being yeah. able, being confident in yourself like hey one plus one and my favorite example is one plus one equals two and and you've never heard it but like i, I repeat it over and over again it's like a kid doesn't know what one plus one equals two until the teacher teaches them and shows them why mm-hmm. and this is how you do the math yeah that's the most simple example oh, another that i always there, give that reminds me of another quote i love um no such thing as well. I guess it's kind of the same thing as extreme ownership. No such thing as bad students, only bad teachers. Yeah, and that's kind of different. But um, like a student doesn't learn to be a bad student; they they only learn by bad teachers. Exactly. And, and usually, it's like it has to do with parental figures. You know, like uh, I'm, I'll I'll always say this: I'm blessed to have both my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're in a happy marriage, and and I have a mom that that encourages education, a dad that encourages hard work, and and so I was just I was blessed to have that. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm always going to be thankful for that because I know that a lot of other kids in high school do not have that luxury. Yep. 
and and I think that that's a lot that has a lot of what I of, of who I am today is based off of that that principle that base yeah. that base that foundation of yeah. your upbringing. And that was my first that was basically my first paragraph of my speech is thanking them for doing that because yeah. I wouldn't be salutatorian without them. Right, right, absolutely. It goes back to like what Jocko says about having perspective. And um, when I think about this, I forget who says this a ton, but they're always like, I mean, have you were born in the USA, you basically won the lottery. Gary like, Vee. Gary Vee, there you go. You basically won the lottery already. And it's like, well, it's not only were we born in the United States of America, but then you're born with, with great parents who yeah. care. So there you go. That's yeah. even a bigger lottery ticket you just won. Yeah, so very lucky. And yeah. see, like, that, that's a deeper premise that I didn't realize until like more recently. I was like, my parents, I know, I know a bunch of people that are parents are divorced. Or they're together, but like it's just a like just not an ideal yeah, household or I don't know upbringing. It, it sucks because divorce rate is what like forty eight percent in in the United States, I think, or okay. it was recently. Mm-hmm. And and um, so that's like that's like a coin flip as to whether you're gonna divorce or not. Yeah. Like that's crazy, you know. Yeah. And half of it has to do, the half of it has to do with when kids go to college, or they move out of the house, or something happens. A lot of I think the majority I don't know what the rates are because I've never looked it up, but in general I know that. When kids go to college, especially the especially if it's the only child, like I'm an only child, so it was totally like a curveball for my parents in that sense. And uh, but going back to like that, like yeah, like when kids leave for the first time for an extended, and they're actually okay because they have friends that go out with mm-hmm. them to college, and they don't come back for three three months at a time. Um, and the parents realize like, man, the child is what kept them together this whole time, and like, mm-hmm. then they just end up falling apart. And it, you hear it, you hear it happen all the time. Man, I've never thought to look up those uh, those specs, those deets, oh. but it makes sense because uh, like the majority of friends that I have, or, or at least people that I know or are acquainted with, like the, that their parents divorced. It all happened when they were went off to college, yeah, or during college. Yeah. That um, that reminds me of um, oh yeah, like. I would always, or you always hear like kids say like they want a class on how to do taxes or like how to balance a checkbook or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I, I've heard that actually more recently, right? Yeah, yeah, and and it's a pretty common thing. And and you know, it's like, well, when whenever I look at it, in my perspective is like, oh, like well, I have mom and dad to teach me those <laughs> things. Yeah. And, and you know, like if if I really need to, I have Eddie. You right, know? right. Like, yeah. I mean, he he may not be the most. Uh, qualified, but we'll I get mean, you. We'll get you somebody. I got. I, we got. We got uh, people. Yeah, we got people now that exactly. Can help you out. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you're still like figuring it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't look at me like that. Um, but but anyway, it's like yeah, I would just be like, oh, like well, mom and dad's there to teach me, and and it's like, oh well, I mean, like now realizing like recently like learning how bad divorce is in America. It's yeah. like a lot of kids don't have that luxury. Like a lot of kids are gonna not learn how to do that, and. And I think that if kids did learn how to do that, that would keep them out of poverty. You know, like it would definitely reduce the poverty rate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, give me that. There's there's three books right there. Kidnap that w- last one, the rich dad poor dad, the very last one on the bottom. Uh, oh. That one. Oh. This one? That last one, yes. Yeah. So this is called Rich Dad Poor Dad for Teens. I have my cousin reading this right now. Okay. And it's there's a rich dad poor dad for adults. Like, just normal rich dad poor mm-hmm. dad for adults. And I haven't read it yet, but I have Brian's read it. And so I, I skimmed through this, and the good thing about this one is activities. And um, I recommend you can get this, just because so, just it gives you an idea of, like, because this guy, the premise of this guy was that when he, when he grew up, he wanted to be rich. So his dad says, well, you need to go talk to your best friend's dad because he knows how to, get, he knows how to be rich. Yeah. And so, like, he goes through all these ideals that he learned from his biological dad, his poor dad, who was, like, head of, the, uh, head of education in Hawaii. Like, he still had a great job. But he was a poor dad. Yeah. 
in essence, you know, mindset. Mm-hmm. And then he talked to his best friend's dad, who's a rich mind, who's the rich dad, but he had a more of an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm. And it just goes through that path of how he experiences with his dad and then learned this from his rich dad, how to counter that and actually like develop like uh, uh, skills and then how to actually become, essentially become rich yeah. and realizing what that actually means versus, you know, it being completely monetary. Um, but I had my cousin reading this and, and uh, it's definitely interesting. And I, I, I guarantee not enough kids have ever even heard of this guy or touched this book or even seen this book. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've and, uh, but yeah, like my, my, the good thing about my cousin, that he's 15. So I, I know I have three years to work with him mm-hmm. on like this stuff. And, but thank God to Robert Kiyosaki is that he wrote it for teens to be able to read, to actually grasp it, not like a dense book, like extreme ownership where it gives you the principle. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Um, you know, but, but it's interesting that you bring up that cause, um, it's been something that, that I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, man, because I asked Luis, like, he's, I'm like, what? Like, I'm still trying to figure out the school thing because I, I now am disliking the conventional school topics because it's like there's some stuff that I, I do agree that students need to learn. Like, you just need to have, like, a grasp of like, a lot of mm-hmm. education. But when I, when I read stuff like this that, like, Robert's done and, and uh, even Tim Ferriss and Jocko, he's he read a uh, Way of the Warrior Kid. Jocko wrote yeah. that book, right? And like those books that like give you that extra little like mm-hmm. just ounce of information that my cousin now wants to read because of like stuff like this, yeah. where he's like he's like I know I'm gonna use this, and I b- I bought him a journal, and now he's journaling it almost every day. This would have been like seven days, but still, I found something that he's like willing to read yeah. and like put his head down and like get some yeah, work, get good. some real work done. That's good. No, well. I think my aspect on that, like conventional school, I guess, uh, I th- I think it's it's pretty necessary. Like a lot of kids think like it's not necessary. It's like it's important for you to f- at least find a subject. Like, um, like like with me in English, I've I've always not really liked English, but I've been good at English. Like okay. I got just for reference, I I got a five on the uh, English language AP exam, mm-hmm. and and that surprised me because I I usually undervalue how good I am in English, but like if if I hadn't taken an English class, I w- I wouldn't be that good, and and you know like it's important to have all the subjects, even the ones you don't like, right. because you never know like you're gonna be good at them, or you you might end up liking them down the road, right. you know, like you might end up liking how good you are at it, right? Something, yeah, and as that that's why I agree. Like I do, believe, especially because like of the brain development at the time, and like just shove I I call, I call it shoving information down your throat cuz it's like you can you can you can adapt you can yeah. take in a bunch of information right so I do agree with the mass amount of information I just think that there needs to be like some type of scheduling where there's some type of incorporation to at least start feeding them feeding kids students of not I'm not I'm not talking about oh the real world the real world is what we're doing every day mm-hmm. it's it's what the teachers are doing every day right yeah. but like these unconventional teachings that are resourceful yeah. for students to not be, to fear less, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that when you leave high school, fine, you don't know all the details, and you but have... You know the gist. Right, yeah, but you, you get a gist, you're going to leave with that much, and for you, in your case, loving learning, it's ideal. Like, it's, it's going to work. Yeah. And, like, one thing I tell him now, and, like, you can use for reference, is, like, I'm like, now that you're learning, like, this stuff, it's like, think about it when you're talking to your friends. I'm like, think about these things. Like, when you guys talk about money, because I've, I've read his journal for reference. And like, just so I can see where his mindset's at. And, of course, name brand clothing, jewelry, all this, all this stuff. Because his, his goal is NFL. Play. He wants to go to the NFL. So all I'm focusing on is his mindset 
of goal achieving mm -hmm. and then training. Like we're doing training like seven days a week. So that's what we're doing. And then, uh, but I tell them, you know, when you're talking to your friends and you guys talk about like big goals and stuff, like mm -hmm. think about the stuff you're reading and help them with that. Cause I've definitely fed them like the extreme ownership stuff and like, uh, but like, of course, in a way that he has to, under he has to be able to understand it too. Like I can't just talk, tell him like, Oh, go read the book. It's, yeah. not, it's not the same. And I understand that now. But, like, if I can feed him enough information on my own, which I guess maybe that tells into, like, going the extra step with your child. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, now that I'm saying out loud, I'm thinking. Because it's, like, I just feel like information needs to be shoved to students. But too many students have return rates or dropout rates in college because they have, don't have a clue yeah. of what to do next. goes back to a lack of confidence. And that's if that's if that's your gener if that's if that's gonna be a generational thing like I think so it's gonna it's gonna be a, you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be something we're gonna be talking about more and more well, as we go. It's an interesting thing that you mentioned generations because I, I thought of uh, one lecture that Mr. Haskins gave uh, at at the end of my junior year. He he gives a lecture about uh, the physics of history, and so he um, he goes into history and he looks at it like a wave. Like a light wave, you know, like a transverse okay. wave. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, and so there's crests and there's troughs and and like uh, each gener or each generation is like 20 years, right? Like a 20. Just 20 about years. right. Yeah. 20 20 years. And span. so and so like you have crests and you have troughs. You have good generations or like strong generations and you have poor generations. So like you have generations that, okay, like if we start from a strong generation, uh, they. They're they're strong, so they're they're having jobs. They're making a lot of money, so they want to, to, to make their kids better off, right? Right. So yeah. so they buy all this stuff for them. They spoil them, and then it leads to them being a weak generation because they're spoiled. And then when they get to the real world, they have to work their whole they, life. Yeah, to exactly. Like so they they like they work their whole life, and and like they live terrible lives. So when they have children, they're like. I want my children, or I want my children to have a more successful yeah, life, better life than me. Yeah, a more successful, like, like yeah, like I guess yeah. more successful, like whether it's monetary. Yeah, or just right. General, yeah. yeah, just everything, just, career just wise, yeah. knowledge wise. Yeah, like I want my kids to have a better generation than me because my generation's lazy, and and so it leads back to the crest where those kids are raised to be really prosper. Yeah, and all. Aspects. And I feel like I'm a, you know, like, oh man, I hate doing this because I feel egotistical when I say this, but <laughs> okay, go. I. I I feel like I'm one of the like, I'm like a crest stuck in a trough generation. Like, that's interesting because you're okay. You're 18. I'm 25. That I I know I feel like I'm in the middle of like the transition point. So I feel kind of the same way as far as like that. Like if you put in, actually I just talked about my essay timeline of success. And it's more of a statement. Cause it's not that long, but I read it uh, either best podcast or two podcasts ago. Either way, but it's generally what you said in a in a term in terms of success. We're like, we all have our timelines of success, but it's the same thing of troughs and crests. And, and it's like, you know, I guess a, a more macro picture I have is like keeping it going up because like with good leaders, yeah. then you want that, you want your subordinates to be better than you. Mm -hmm. So if you can do that and if we can do that enough as, you know, as a generation and then help them, then they want to do better. They want to be better. They want to be better. Because yeah. literally... Because of inflation, like the whole the whole monetary thing is just a game, right? Mm -hmm. Because with inflation, everything's going up. Stock yeah. market's going up. That's just the way the math. That's just the way the yeah. math works out, right? It always go up. Whereas 
you know, these conflicts of, of generations and, like, uh, community, like, uh, so, as, soci- as a society, mm-hmm. where you have these crests and troughs, it's like, you know, it, it's, it moves back and forth, where the money stays, the money keeps going up. Yeah. And, well, another thing that I want to mention about that lecture is um, he also talks about um, crisis or, like, um, like, like... Like major world events? Yeah, or, like, okay. like, like major world event crises or crises or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, how, yeah. whatever the plural I is. I think it's crises, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> And uh, crisis is this, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and and so he says, like, I I forgot how often, but he he says, like, oh, every so often you get a a world crisis, and that that's just like that tends to be the trend because of this or whatever, yeah, because that that's that also goes back to like whether it's like a tsunami or like major, like, yeah, but well, like, he he talks about what he's well, he talks about like the like world war or like 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 war times, yeah, like okay, war, uh, world war one, world war two, Vietnam, uh, um, he. I think he talks about the Great Depression too, because it's kind of in the same right, World War II. Middle, right. Um, he, so he talks about like all that stuff. Like there's always conflict, crisis, or whatever. And so he's like, now if if you keep going like the same way the trend's going, in just a few years is the next crisis is scheduled to happen. Yeah. And so like whatever it it it, it may be, like we, our generation is going to be responsible for it. Like the new generation, like you guys, yeah, me, us lead, yeah. leading then to you. Yeah. And what it's what my what I see because I. I just recently started like investing into the stock market. So right now it's called, there's a bull market, bulls going up, bears going down, right? Mm. And we've been in a bull market since 2009, which means we've been going up for six, seven years. And usually there's at least one correction every year. And there's different like just movements right in the stock market. So one thing that's going to be, and I don't, of course we don't know how major it's going to be, but it more than likely to do something with the stock market. We're going to have some type of crash because we just haven't had one in six, seven years. That it's inevitable that it's yeah. gonna happen. So yeah. we'll see what's gonna happen. Cause we, it's, we're literally at a point. Cause usually, like, we'll go bulls, like they say three, three years, and then we kind of fluctuate, and then three years and fluctuate, and three to five years, whatever, and we've been going and like seven, eight. Yeah, and th- and well, and then you have this whole political thing going on, you know. With, I mean, obviously Donald Trump. You know, that's a hot, hot topic. Hot topic. C- C- CNN's always talking about it, and you know, like it's he's always on the news, and mm-hmm. and, and and it's leading to this whole like political thing where like people are starting to get more politically aware, but also, like, just staying kind of dumb about it. Well, yeah. and, and divisive. I feel like and more div- divisive, yeah, divisive than ever. Uh, I was telling Eddie, like, maybe, I don't know, like a month ago, like, I, I was thinking about, like, the whole situation that we're in, and, and I would describe it as a cold civil war, as in, like, it's, it's a civil war between America, but there's no actual conflict. Yeah. It's just, like... Tension. It's there. There's constant it's, it's tension. tension because like, I heard that word this it's morning. It's like red team versus blue team, or like you know your side versus it's my divided. side, and and your race versus my race, or like you know stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it's so yeah. There's one thing that I saw like like, like subcultures where it's like it, for all intents and purposes like black versus white, red versus blue. You know, like it's subcultures against subcultures, which then turns into like a macro culture of like that di- that divided. Which yeah. cold civil war is very interesting term because that's like. That's this is not going to be on the internet, <laughs> like, like for all inten- for, for for more intensive purposes, like that. That's very. It makes sense. Like the why it's called a cold yeah. cold civil war. Is you like, heard it here first. Hopefully. You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> I hopefully I coined that term. I hope I did. <laughs> coined to Justin Signs, Edinburgh, if Texas. You, if you did, you probably won't get credit for it. I but. probably won't. And yeah. it doesn't matter. You're gonna have something on mine. It's all good. That's better. Yeah, there you that, go. That is that's all. That's all. I. That's all. I, that's all. I look forward for, for for you. But uh. Yeah, man, that 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 just like struck my mind. It's like, that's basically what it is, you know, in essence. Yeah. And and like, it crazy crazy enough is like you have guys like Jocko and Gary V, Eric Thomas. Uh, I now say myself Tony Robbins, um, where we're trying to like 
just have a good, a, a decent, I would say a decent amount of unity, you know, like growth, you know, we're going back to learning yeah. and wanting to be better to then teach your subordinates, whether that's your child, whether that's your team that Peers. you're leading, peer, then, you know, working up the chain of command, you know, my boss, Eddie's my boss, you know, working up yeah. the chain of command, every element of that and learning and wanting to be better. You know, you have that, that dichotomy of like the cold civil war versus like prosper, prosper, prosperity and teamwork. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. so crazy. I'll never, uh, well, I'll never forget because you're, you're just talking about generational um, crests and troughs. Did I mm -hmm. say that right? Troughs. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. I'm not as educated as you. So uh, <laughs> anyway, but I'll never forget, like in, in college, I saw this guy speak one time. He's like a retired, um, high up military ranking dude. But he was, um, he served more in the times of like, um, you know, like in that whole conflict, I guess, around the Cold War, like, you know, the Vietnam conflict, Korean War conflict mm -hmm. and all that older gentleman. And so, you know, he was talking about how, like, post-World War II and, you know, in post-Cold War, we've just had a whole bunch of these, like, hot spots. But, like, you know, with the World War, it's like, it's okay, you kind of knew what side you were on. There was, like, a very clear, you know, Axis versus Allies and, mm -hmm. and you know, and whatnot. And he's like, man, he's like, I just feel bad, like, for you guys now. You guys have the worst shit to deal with because, like, you've just got all these hot spots and you don't know. Gray areas. Yeah, a whole bunch of gray so areas. Many. And you just, yeah. like, don't know. Like it's very true, you know. You, yeah. you just can't say for sure. Like you can't divide it into two sides. It's just a whole bunch of shit going on. Well, that's well, that's kind of why I like Ben Shapiro. I, I don't know if you've heard nah, of Ben. Not um, he's like a, he's he's a, well, he d he does podcasts for Daily Wire, which is like a Republican kind of thing. Okay. He, he's a, he's a Republican Jew, and uh, well, he like does a lot of he does debates and okay. and like he kind of like talks with like college students and stuff and like uh, especially the liberal colleges. He tries to go to liberal colleges and like have conversations with them because mm -hmm. he believes that like having a good conversation where both sides come out with new information is a mm -hmm. good day you know like so he he generally tries to educate people and so he's very like statistics like he's hard on statistics mm -hmm. and so like that's why i love it because he does a very good job of splitting gray areas into facts or like hard, hard being able to make yeah. them concrete exactly. and solidified yeah like, he makes a very good argument. And e even people that don't necessarily agree with with his point of view right. can at least respect it because it's coming from a place of fact. Like, um, I don't... Uh, well, should, should I get into abortion on here? You yeah, no, there, there's, no, there's no restriction okay. on here, bro. Like, the, we're, the, we're talking. The, we're that, that's one of the, like... That's that's one of the things I most often see him talking about is is abortion because okay. it's, it's a very hot topic. Like oh, consistent, should, yeah. Like should should we allow the woman to do what what she wants to do or mm -hmm. you know have let the baby live? Yeah. And so, one one of the things that that he always mentions is like, when do you define life or like when when do you say that the baby has life? It, because uh, like they'll always say like oh like at childbirth it's like really because its heartbeat happens like at this moment. Right. It's like. Or it like it it grows a brain at this moment, mm -hmm. and like you know like when do you define when do you define does it have life? Because you can't say that it happens at birth because it's it's it, alive it's before already that. Has a it's like it could, it could like uh, he I think he makes the the argument like um, like so are you saying that it's okay to get an abortion like minutes before your child comes out of you? Your child is already like a child ready to come out, and they they go like it's alive. Essentially, yeah, it's developed enough, yeah. <laughs> enough to be born. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and so he always like he always keeps going. So they're like, oh, so like is it six months? Is it three months? And he keeps going back, and it's like you can never determine that. And so like he like that that kind of splits it for me. It's like yeah, like you can never safely have an abortion and say that like you didn't kill something. Yeah, you know. Right. Oh, man. 
That, no, that's interesting. Honestly, we we haven't de- dove into that, but it's still a good. I'd say a good topic to talk to talk about because uh, the reason being is like I would have to tie abortion to like a darkness, which Doc, Jocko talks about. You know, knowing the darkness, and I've gone I've gone there a few times on this podcast where I've. I've literally had to edit it all out. Like, you know, I just, when I read this to it, like, no, this is not, at least, at least at that time, what I'm thinking now is I'm going to probably release like on YouTube or something. I'm going to release like that, those edits because I feel like it's necessary. But Jocko, of course, he just goes on. He's, I don't know if you've heard the episode where he talks about the massacre of My Lai. Uh, no. Where there, it's, so. it's during Vietnam War and essentially this, I don't know, it's, it's like a, it's, it's not a platoon. It's more like a squad because it's like 40, 50 guys. And they go into this Vietnam Vietnamese uh, village and kill everybody, women and all, women and children. And it's a deep book that I want to read eventually. I just haven't gone to it because I've, I'm getting into, like, different types of deep work. But that book, like, he goes – he book reviews it, right? And uh, – and he, but he, the point is the darkness, you know, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. And, you know, if we're going to talk about killing, you know, it's like, well, where do you define that? Where, do, where yeah. and give me a Give me a good answer back where I can say, you know what? I'll check my ego. You're right. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'm going to let you win this argument. You yeah. know what? And yeah, it's just so, in, it's so interesting. Like that, like I said, that's what, tie, that's what I tie into. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you can't, if you can't give me a direct answer, like me and Eddie were talking about last week, I was like, Hey man, we need, we need some type of yes or no, more of a yes or no, no maybes, mm-hmm. you know, to make a, to make the next move. And in your case, you know, like with this guy, uh, that, that name sounds familiar, but I can't say I've heard any material from them. Yeah. But uh, anyways, good, good. Uh, he has good debates. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I like about Ben Shapiro, I, like Justin's really turned me on to Ben Shapiro a lot. Like sometimes I'll just we'll be randomly hanging out and I'll be like, man, can you play something from Ben Shapiro? Because like I just I just want to listen to somebody who's just really concise right now. <laughs> like, you know, because <laughs> yeah, um, because like you said, he takes those gray areas and he splits the hairs and he like gets down to the cold hard fact. And, and mm-hmm. that's his stance. Yeah, he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't beat around the bush, but he's very concise and he presents his arguments like in in ways that are hard to refute unless you mm-hmm. like have the upper knowledge on them on it, and like, you know, no one does, and no one seems <laughs> to. No, like you can go into any Ben Shapiro video on YouTube and go into the comments, and people are like, "Oh, this person's about to get destroyed by Ben." Like, <laughs> like basically everybody can agree that Ben is like the master debater. Like, it's just like like no one can beat him because he always has the upper on the knowledge. Like yeah. he always has the upper hand. The thing is, like, you can't even, like, really define him as, like, you know, liberal or Republican right wing or left or libertarian he, or whatever. He, he disses he both. Just, yeah, he disses okay. both. But, yeah. like, like the cool thing about him is just, like, okay, here's the topic. What are the facts? Find them. String them together to make a, a sensible reasoning. And then that's his argument. That's like, why I love him. Yeah. Very, very cool. factual and not sidist, like, I guess, like, teamist, I guess. Right, right, right. Like, he, he's – because he's bashed on Trump. A lot recently, especially right. with like all his stupid tweets and yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it, like he's he'll be first to call out Trump when he does something stupid, or like he'll be first to call out the Republican Party when they do something stupid. Like he's not by any means a hardcore Republican. Yeah, yeah, like, where he's straight right yeah. or whatever. Like, but but I mean, he'll also point out when they do it right or like when they do like right, hey, right like don't 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 point th- don't don't leave this out just because you don't like us exactly. or, or like the, like the party or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about him. It's yeah, it's very it's very rare that you find someone like that these days because. A lot of people are so sidest. It's like, no, like my side's always right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not true. And it's that culture we live in. It's that divisiveness. The, the yep. it's, it's just the Red times, sign of the times. And you know, it's crazy. Like crazy enough. Like when we get like get into political conversations with you know someone that, that thinks that they're or says that they're right because they're right, and yet like <laughs> my dichotomy that I'm just gonna throw out there is like, 
entertainment. You know, like you have all this heated debate, but yet you always want to be entertained, and yet they're kind of one and the same. Like at some yeah. point, at some point, yeah. like with the TV, like directional. I call it well directionalism from like CNN to NBC to CBS, you know, ABC. They're all getting on their like agendas. It seems in some in some aspects, and it's like it's all. To me, it's all entertainment. That's why I don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I watch very little TV I, now. I don't, I don't. I don't watch the news. I stay away from it because it's like it's all entertainment. It's yeah. like they're all promoting their own agenda. The facts are never straight. It's just like yeah, yeah. And it it's definitely helped me just like do more. <laughs> you know, like without having the without having like I guess it would go, it would go back to not it wouldn't be ego or extreme ownership. Or team lead, because <laughs> I just I just tied to the whole, maybe the whole concept of, the concept as a whole is extreme ownership, is like not wasting time on an opinion, and getting work done. You know, simplify, yeah. simplify. Uh, you know, prioritize and execute. Mm -hmm. Simple but not easy. All these terms that that Jocko has mm. in the simple but not book. easy is a good one. That's my yeah. current one right now that I'm using at the gym. Uh, my first one for my first like six months or so was like good, like mm. like oh, I like I'm, that one too. Oh, yeah. I'm tired good like you should be fucking tired if, if it's working out like you know whatever yeah and then it's like oh i'm super sore good like go recover like i'm telling you how to recover go recover mm -hmm. and lately like they're like making progress like, some of my clients specifically like they're making progress with it and like oh like like they don't want to go it's like what's you can do I, my example there's 100 push-ups oh, it's simple exercise but it's not easy by any it's means you know easy, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a hard task but mm. you know if you want to achieve certain goals you know, you have to go through it. But, yeah, that's my main one that I'm using right now. Yeah. That I'm finding where, as opposed to trying to shove information down everybody's throat, like saying, oh, you need to know extreme ownership, you need to know check your ego, you need to know decentralized command. It's like, okay, let's use one principle until, like, I see that people, like, are getting, I, or mm -hmm. at least understand my angle. With, whatever they take with it, whatever they take outside of that, then okay. But if I can say something long enough, yeah. um, it'll stick. The main thing for me is just, like, trying to drive people to just drop their ego. Because, like, I find, like, when I got in the Jocko and I started, like, being more conscious of letting go of my ego and being able to admit, um, you know, more eagerly when I've been wrong in something. Or, you know, like, my life has increased, like, in, in health value, like, a ton mm -hmm. since I started doing that. Like, emotionally, uh, mentally, and, like, spiritually, and just a whole bunch, in a whole bunch of ways, I feel like my, the facets of my life have, have increased for the better since I've started becoming more aware of my ego. And so, like, when I'm... When I see someone who's very quick or, or not very quick to drop their ego that like holds onto it, I just I I, I try to get them to let it go and just like I, like again like in uh, going back to Ben Shapiro he does this really well. He's like you know if he sees it like, like he sees how to win a debate and it's by like asking enough of the right questions to get your you know the person you're debating to get your opponent to realize that their reasoning is flawed, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's the way you win a debate. Yeah. You don't win a debate by shoving your opinion yeah. down their throat which a lot of people seem to think <laughs> which yeah. a lot of people seem to think nowadays yeah and that's why we call it flanking I, that's go. what jocko calls it that's what i call it you gotta you gotta treat it or if, if you do it right they wouldn't they would don't even know there's a competition or they don't even know there's a fight. they wouldn't realize that yeah, yeah that's, that's a fight yeah yeah same thing that, that's one thing that i talked to eddie about is like we need to flank dude like there's there, or if he, if he tells me something about whether it's personal or work related i'm like well we gotta flank that if you tell him if you Fight their ego. That, that's what Jago talked about. You fight their ego. You're mm -hmm. not gonna. You're not gonna, not gonna win. win. That's where. That's where the argument's gonna go nowhere. And yeah. Maybe. And it shouldn't oh. be an argument. Uh, well, it uh, also Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about this. Um, uh, with with like arguments, he he never likes debating people whenever it's like 
it's going nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know what? This debate is clearly going nowhere. Like, you're not going to see my point. I'm not going to see your point. Like, there's no point in keeping yeah. on debating. Like, the point of debate is to bring to light something new yeah. in, in my mind or in your mind. Like, I, I need to convince you or you need to convince me. If that's not happening, then what's the point of having right. a debate? Yeah, because he even goes as far as where, like, you know, I think he goes, like, five minutes. Like, he gives it, like, a, like a timeline. Like, if, he, if it goes beyond, like, five minutes, then no one, no one has won. You yeah. know, and neither party has yeah. won. Neither argument has won. And yeah, that's my favorite thing. He's like, five minutes. If not then, then it's done. And that and um, my other favorite question that he, that he, that he sheds on, on people, he's like, um, explain to me what my viewpoint is, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Like, see if you really understand yeah, it. What I'm, you know, what I'm explain saying. it back yeah. to me. And then uh, there's that one, and dang it, what was the other one? I'm blanking on it until it comes back. It's that, and um, what's it going to take for me to convince you yeah. otherwise? Yeah. That one, uh, and yeah. Tim Ferriss sh- shares the same idea as that. It's like, what's, what, what, will, what question or what will make, what will allow me to convince you, like, otherwise? And if it's nothing, then okay, we're we're done. Like that's it's okay, it's okay. Like it's done, you know. <laughs> and Tim Ferriss is like, well, I'm gonna go get a burrito, so I'll, yeah, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <his> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Oh man, very cool. This is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna call it here for the sake of, oh, <laughs> for the sake of not draining the well. When you get back in the in the Christmas time, we'll we'll, we'll catch up. I gotta wait that long. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Hemingway took that away from Hemingway, which I got from Tim Ferriss, <laughs> which I got from Josh Waitzkin. <laughs> so, so, so it's just a line of, it's just a string of events. And uh, this is, yeah, again, this has been awesome. I've learned a lot and going to take a lot. You know, I, I, the cool thing is I get to re-listen to this before, <laughs> before releasing it, so I get to re-digest everything. Uh, but Justin, thanks for being on. Of course, my honor. Uh, we will see you in December. Either when you get back, or right before you leave again, regardless, we'll, we'll catch up. And, yeah, sure. Uh, well, of course, well, I'll tell you, and I told Eddie, like, you know, especially now that we've had this conversation, um, if you ever need anything, just holler. Yeah. I tell everybody that, you know, just give a shout. You know, I'm always available. And I, I, tell, I tell Eddie this, too, 24-7, bro. Like, I tell him, I tell Gonzo, I tell the guys, I tell some of my clients at work, you know, like, 24-7, you can text me. More than likely, if it's 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to text you back. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what time it is or whatever you need. Uh, we can, we, I'm always down. To, main thing, I'm always down to have a conversation, so. That being said, um, I don't know if you want to leave your social media. I mean, we kind of have like an angle as far as like because of no, music we promote like stuff like that. But it's okay. No, all right, so we'll we'll bypass. It. No, it's, it's cool. It's completely cool. Uh, before we get to so okay, before we get to our social media, the questions I want to leave us with that I started with at the beginning of this week that I'm still thinking about because uh, I think it's good reflection. I think they're good reflective questions. Is how has being realistic or responsible kept you from the life you want? And the second question is. How has doing what you should resulted in subpar experiences or regret for not having done something else? And those I got from the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, which I've been, I'm really deeper. I'm, I'm working like six hours a day on like that book. So, and I'm, I'm not even halfway done, but I'm just going through these questions. And those are two questions that I started my week off with, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to end the podcast wherever it goes with those two questions so that. I think in our case, it would be good reflection. It would be good for to plant the seed for Justin uh, to get an idea of, like, okay, like, let's, let's keep moving and seeing what else we can learn and bring it back. Bring, bring back to the podcast and bring back to people that, that we see every day and people that we desire to help, you know, help get better. Uh, so, Eddie, if you want to give your social media. Sure, folks. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Eddie Signs 3 That's E-D-D-I-E-S-A-E-N-Z and then the number 3. 
With Instagram, there's an underscore in the middle of Eddie and Signs, so E-D-D-I-E underscore S-A-E-N-Z number three. As you've heard me say before, it's like you have to have an underscore to have an Instagram account. Like, it's a prerequisite. Like, it's got to be in there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, huh? <laughs> I don't have <laughs> to. <laughs> well, you don't, because yours is unique, but you're not <laughs> dropping yours, so shit up. <laughs> but anyway, and then uh, music and all that. Well, really, you can just find all my, all my shit at eddiesignsmusic.com. Just go there. <laughs> just go visit that page. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> so uh, I, f- I now created a moving with life individual account because I started re- – and I, I wish it wouldn't have taken me this long, but I hear Tim Ferriss say it all the time. So I'm like, well, it's okay that it took this long. But where my individual page is, like, getting really cluttered and, like, because I have so much that I want to post, you know, like, I feel better, like, if I can just post about moving with life and that whole concept on its individual page. So now uh, – if you want to catch the pod, anything with a podcast, whether it's uh, mindset or where, like, the, I guess the angle of the podcast. And then also uh, any updates will be through this Instagram page. And now it's f- Instagram, Facebook, the whole deal. Uh, Instagram is moving with life underscore. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> Again, so the, the Twitter and Instagram is moving with life underscore. You can find both those at that. Uh, then the Facebook if you type in facebook.com forward slash moving with one life, the number one. So moving with one life, and you'll, it'll take you straight to the page. You can like that page. Any updates regarding the podcast will be through those mediums now. If you want to catch me individually, you can catch me on, at Andy Walker underscore lead. That's for my Instagram and Twitter. Again, it's Andy Walker underscore lead. My Facebook, Andy uh Facebook.com forward slash Andy Walker leads. Uh, Snapchat, if you want to see what I'm up to, minute to minute, then it'll be Andy Walker lead. And that's what I got. Cool. So, Walker, usually take us out with a quote. Justin's got like a full brain of them. How about we let him? Absolutely. I would love to hear quotes. Should I? Um, Got to think of a good one. First Um, one that comes to your mind. Okay. One that I use in my speech. Um, be ashamed to die until you have made some victory for humanity, Horace Mann.